What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new podcast coming right at you, but real quick, you know what we got to do first. We don't have any official sponsors this week, but we are brought to you by the video version of this podcast. That's right. You can experience the madness in full HD on Vimeo at awd.net slash videos. It is 99 cents an episode or $6 a month gets you all the episodes on limited stream. We have 100 episodes right now of the video version. More coming out constantly. So check that out today once again at awd.net slash videos. We're also brought to you by my Twitch stream. That's right. Since the pandemic started, I have been Twitch streaming four or five nights a week at twitch.tv slash Slayer. Once again, that is twitch.tv slash Slayer. Come hang out in the chat. Have me do some shots. Having a good time. Play Among Us with the community on Thursday nights. We have a whole Discord. It's a really good time. So it mean a lot if you came and hung out. And that is once again at twitch.tv slash Slayer. And last but not least, I have an Amazon affiliate code set up on andnowwedrink.com slash episodes. If you're buying stuff on Amazon, which I'm sure you probably are, almost everybody is, go click on my link and I get a kickback for everything you purchase. Cost you nothing but a couple minutes and it really supports the show. So once again, go to andnowwedrink.com slash episodes or andwd.net slash episodes. It'll show you the most recent episode, and there's an Amazon banner link. Just click on it. Check it out. It helps out the show quite a bit. And uh, let's get on with it. My guest this week is comedian Freddie Correa. He's also the host of Thanks for the Invite podcast. I had the pleasure of doing his show a couple of years back. And since we're doing it remote in Freddie's Vegas-based, it was awesome to sit down and bullshit with him again on mic. We had a good time. We talked about the nature of podcasting, some Really embarrassing masturbation stories. It really went all over the place. So sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy drinking buddies. What the fuck's going on, brother? How you been? I've been good, bro. It's been a long time. I know. I know. It's been fucking over a year since I did your show. Yeah. Yeah, it has. It's uh, shit. It, the pandemic now, it's it's like a big blur now. I can't tell what, when was what, you know? <laughs> oh, no. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm like, oh, yeah, I should have this person on my show. But they've been on recently. And then I think about it. Like, oh, no, they were on like fucking April last year. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Did you take a break or anything uh, during this whole thing? Fuck no. Fuck no. no. You, ke- you kept going? Yeah, good. How about you? Did you take a break? I always take my little uh, short breaks, but it's like maybe less less than, uh, not even a month, you know? And then what I do is I I couldn't have guests because, I you know, sometimes I would have a guest and their internet sucks. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do solo casts and just plow through. See I envy you on your ability to do that shit. I've done one solo cast ever because my Thursday release fell on fucking New Year's Eve, and I'm like, I'm not going to waste the guest episode 
on New on the New Year's Eve episode because no one's gonna fucking listen on New Year's Eve. People got other shit going on, yeah. so I did a, a twenty minute solo cast. But otherwise, it ain't at me. You're a fucking actual comedian, so like your ability to like sit there and riff is worlds above mine. Hey, you're a podcaster. It's no difference, though. I mean, it's not like I'm doing set of punchlines on the solo cast. <laughs> I'm just I'm just rambling. <laughs> true, true, true. But like I don't know. Unless I have someone to play off of, I can't just ramble. I hear you. Yeah, it does feel weird though. I, I, I have the uh, the first. It's, uh, it's just like, am I talking to myself? It just sounds. It does feel a little weird. And then after five minutes, you're probably like, you, should, you could probably just roll through it. The listeners appreciate it though. I, I, I that's one thing I was concerned. I was like, I wonder if the listeners are gonna like this. And yeah, good feedback on the solo cast. You know? Okay, okay. See, none of my Com- listeners are actually here for me. They are all here for you know the guests. <laughs> They're just like Matt's kind of a delivery system. We're, we're here where the guest says, less Matt, more guest. <laughs> That's funny. I like your background, man. It's pretty cool. It fits your podcast. Yeah, it was very much stolen from a bar in London, I'm pretty sure. So for the audio <laughs> audience, I am all fancy and shit, and I have a green screen. Woohoo. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, no, do you think I'm balling like this to actually be my background? <laughs> like this is a, this is actually my apartment or some shit. Fuck. It looks great. Looks great. No, you. It's actually kind of funny because I have had a couple people over, you know, over the course of the pandemic. I've been a little unsafe a couple times, mm-hmm. and a couple of the times there were girls who came by who had you know seen the podcast or done the podcast, and they're like, "Oh, I thought that was actually in your apartment." I'm like, <laughs> "No, girl, no, no. I, I'm a 40 year old man who has a roommate. Do you think I'm balling like this?" <laughs> like yes i live in hollywood yes i live in a pretty nice building but i'm still 40 with a roommate oh <laughs> uh, well the couch is real and i like the couch oh yeah the couch is real and the couch has seen some real action the podcasting couch well that's just <laughs> this is the pandemic podcasting couch yeah in the real world like eventually hopefully get back to like in person in the chairs mm. the standard set yeah, for sure, man. I mean, for I'm... Sure. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was just saying for sure. I'm agreeing with you. It's like, as much as being able to do remote shows because of the pandemic allows me to do stuff like have you on. Because, I, you know, I would have loved to have you on years ago yeah. when we met at fucking, you know, Skankfest. But it was one of those things like, I don't do remote shows. And you don't roll through L.A. very often. Yeah, and the one time I was in L.A., we couldn't make it... Uh, I remember I was at a friend's house and I had limited time. It was, it was a, a, like a rush, you know. Oh yeah. And then I haven't been to LA since. Keep looking at. That's, yeah. uh I haven't been to Vegas in like fucking a couple of years now too. So. Really? Wow. Yeah. What do you think after everything kind of comes back? Do you think it's going to be like uh, what they call it, the Roaring Twenties? Some Roaring Twenties. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I, I keep. I was talking about this last year. I keep hoping. Kind of hoping, not really hoping, but kind of hoping. We get old school, like, bank robbers, like, you know, we had in the Roaring Twenties and shit like that, too. Like, oh, Great Depression, where people, mo- regular Joes just start knocking off banks, shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, just fucking hijacking some Bitcoin. It would be like a futuristic version of oh, it. That, well, that shit's definitely still happening. Fuck. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. curious how they'll make that, like, entertaining for the screen. Because, like, you know, Bonnie and Clyde shit... People busting into fucking banks with machine guns, being like, yo, give us your money. Your money's insured. Don't worry about it. And out the door is something that's like is cinematic and exciting. 
someone yeah. just being like, oh, I scammed you out of some Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Though, I, I fell down a rabbit hole on YouTube a couple of days ago about some actually, you know, hacker-esque scammer fucking shit that was exciting. Um, these three YouTubers uncovered a fucking, like, phone scam that goes between the States and India and actually, like, hacked the call center in India to see the scammers Damn. at work. It's a whole crazy to do. Damn, dude. It's, it's those guys that um, call you, though, from India saying they're the social security and that you owe money and all that. They almost got my mom recently. Yeah. She was freaking out. They, they, those are the best targets, you know, older people. I mean, she's 72 years old. And here they are with a thick ass accent trying to pretend they're the social security offices. And yeah, my mom was ready to send them a fucking check, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, that the shit's crazy. Like, I'll send you links for these YouTube channels. Yeah. They literally like go into how the whole scam works. Like, these guys would call up generally elderly folks who would call them back yeah. and then be like, oh, hey, we, um, we issued you a refund accidentally we need you to send it back to us and then they remote into your computer and then change stuff on the screen so it looks like oh instead of two hundred dollars back it's 13 grand yeah and these elderly honest elderly people are like oh my god um i'm so sorry yeah of course i'll send it to you yeah yeah and then they fucking instruct them on how to bundle up the cash and then they ship it somewhere in the states where a local handler picks up the cash, who then passes it on to a supervisor. The supervisor then turns into Bitcoin and sends it back to India. Whoa. It's a whole Damn. it's a whole crazy to do. Like these yeah. three YouTubers are working with law enforcement and fucking doing it themselves. Like they're showing footage from inside the call centers. And it's it was a fun rabbit hole to fall down. Yeah. Yeah. They they um they uh, recently called me uh, from Amazon, supposedly, uh, that I had an iPhone that was going to be returned, and they're trying to get the address from me. And everything. I'm like, I didn't order no iPhone from Amazon. And uh, yeah, they were trying to get me, and they're like, yes, well, you're going to be charged, and they're trying to scare me. I'm like, dude, I was like laughing the whole time. Sometimes I wish I could record these conversations. I'm like, this would be good podcast content, you know? Oh, 100%. Did you, did you hear about that lady uh, that got scammed by a fake Bruno Mars? No. This lady uh, was dating uh, fake Bruno Mars over the internet. She was getting catfished. And little, little by little, it accumulated to 100000 that he extorted from her. Yeah, she was on the news and everything, dude. That's yeah. so crazy. And you know, you're a married guy, so you, I know you don't, aren't fucking around on the dating sites. But no. my ass, my single ass is definitely fucking around on the dating sites. And it's just oh, yeah. like fucking scam, 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 scam. Girl legitimately asking for someone to just sign up for her OnlyFans. Scam, scam, scam. Uh, it, and my other friends are like, what would you scam on a dating site? Like, uh, horny, lonely dudes who <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'll buy you a ticket. They'll, they'll send them fucking money. People just thinking with yeah. their dick because they see a hot fucking picture. Well, my, my friend was just on the podcast recently, uh, Ty Rivera. He said even on Grinder now, on Grinder is a bunch of scams, a bunch of like fake people, fake profiles and all. He's like, I'm just trying to fuck, man. These fucking scams, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. And it got worse in the pandemic because at least with like Tinder, Bumble, like the major ones, they opened mm. up Passport for free where people could 
who weren't in the actual geographic area could say they're in your geographic area. Oh, okay, okay. Like, to connect the world during the pandemic, like, no, I, I mean, I appreciate seeing a hot girl from Moscow, but I don't want to actually talk to a hot girl from Moscow. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's a giant waste of my fucking time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking end up on 90 Day Fiance and shit, fall in love with her. Actually, that, that's some funny shit. Like, I matched with some girl from New Zealand who's like, who wants to be my 90 Day Fiance? I'm oh, like, wow. I'm like, yo, girl, I'm down. And then she just we fell out of contact. I'm like, <laughs> I was going to do it for the lols, man. I mean, she was cute. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, why not, dude? Who knows, man? It, it could, uh, <laughs> what's that guy from, I think he's from LA area, the guy, <laughs> short little guy. Do you ever watch that show? Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, this short little guy with like no neck. He's just like pimping it, man. Just, he was dating some girl from the Philippines, dumped her, and then now he's going with another girl. It's, they, these shows, they have spinoffs now. Of course they do. Uh, they got all these spinoffs. It's like they're doing it, man. They're killing it. And the funny thing is, I wanted the fucking New Zealand passport just in case I got to pop smoke out of the States. Yeah. Hell like, yeah. Like, you never know if this shit was going to go real sideways, you know, around the election. Like, oh, hey, we got people raiding the fucking Capitol. Uh, shit may go real sideways. Having a, you know, way to get out didn't seem like a horrible plan just in case. Yeah, man. How, how are things in Cali right now? Things opening up? Uh, we just reopened indoor dining, which is probably real dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Like things dumb. Dude, so many people have been so fucking irresponsible here. Yeah. Like, and you know, the motherfuckers who are like, oh, we can go back inside bars are the irresponsible motherfuckers who have been partying the whole time. Yeah. I know you guys were a little more lax because otherwise Vegas would be a ghost town. Yeah. It's. I mean, they live, uh, the tourism, that's the main thing, right? Yeah. And it's, uh, indoor dining opened up probably around, I want to say August last year. And it was very, you know, limited, obviously, and you have to make reservations. So I guess we're a little ahead on that part, but yeah, I'm just glad that the comedy club opened up uh, in October. So that's pretty cool. (laughs) Nice, nice. You've been getting some stage time? Yeah, yeah, since October, man. I, it was funny, right right before they opened up, I had made a decision. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to keep my hopes up. I'm just going to, if it takes another year, maybe two years, it is what it is. It's not that I was quitting comedy, but I was like giving up on, oh, is it open yet? Is it open yet? You know, I was like, it is what it is, man. It's, it's not going to be the same unless it the club actually opens up. You can't force it. No. You can't. What are we going to do? Comedy on Zoom? Like, I... I you I mean, know. in LA, they're hustling. Like, they're doing comedy shows in parking lots. They're doing drive-in comedy shows. Well, that's actually, yeah, that's that's dope. Um, you're getting a live audience, which what what really depressed me was seeing friends do Zoom comedy. <laughs> it was just like, oh, yeah. And there's still a lot of that going on. Like, and yeah. it's weird to see fucking clubs charging for Zoom for Zoom shows. Oh like, yeah. Like, yeah, I want to see the club survive, but it's also like. Come yeah. on, you're charging me what your regular cover would be to watch a show on Zoom? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw some clubs do that, too. Hey, man, but some comics, if that's the way they get paid, that's the way they get paid. But yeah, I'm, I'm not a hustle. I'm not hating on the hustle, but it's yeah, still. Yeah. The, I'm just the comedy is just gross. <laughs> so what do you think about the mass exodus to Austin? 
I think it's pretty cool. It's it's nice that I mean Austin was already a hot spot. I had I had visited about two years ago, I want to say, and it, the comedy scene is great. So now with all these comics moving over there, I'm like, that's great. That's gonna be good. It's just the more spots we have, the better I think for comics. More places to perform, you know. I agree. And a couple of my LA comic friends who aren't going to Austin were like, this is honestly better for the store because yeah, the store was supposed to be a fucking college for comedians and mm-hmm. the post-grads are hanging up, taking most of the stage time pre-pandemic. Yeah. Now that yeah. a lot of those guys are in Austin now, you can the undergrads can take the stage again. Yeah, dude. Um, I heard that too because when the comedy store boom happened, when Rogan came back and Joey Diaz, so did the celebrity comics. And the ones that were trying to develop or whatnot, they didn't have, you know, they were getting stage time, like let's say a Jeremiah Watkins, but not as much. And now I'm thinking, okay, Jeremiah's going to go up way more now, you know, more spots. So I think that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, it's, hopefully post-pandemic we'll see you up on the stage at the store. Yeah, man, I could go over there and uh, bomb again. Last time I did the store, I thought, oh, the original room, I ate dick it was crazy <laughs> <laughs> my friend Aiko uh tanaka got me a spot and uh i've done the belly room that one went okay wasn't too bad but you know wh- what they say about the comedy store is the toughest room in america it's no joke it, it really is oh, you gotta bring it 100 and also i think post rogan boom it's become a harder fucking room because you got a lot of people that are just fucking tourists to la going to the store yeah. now like yeah. these people aren't necessarily comedy fans. They aren't necessarily going to the store because they want to go to a comedy club. They're just like, I want to go to the world famous comedy store. Right. Yep. That's true. And then you're like, Oh, you're not Joe Rogan. Why am I going to laugh at you? Yeah. 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 I've seen, I've seen amazing comics bomb there, like big names at, at the, at the comedy store. And it, it's true. It's true. What they say, you know, sometimes you hit, sometimes you don't. And, one one of the things that Vegas has similar to that is that it's obviously a tourist town. So more than I would say eighty percent of our our guests at a show, the audience members, they're all tourists, and they're from all over the world, all over the country. So it's like it's like a cruise ship show, except you could be dirty. You know, that's <laughs> the difference when it comes to Vegas. Oh, well, I mean, playing the LA Comedy Club in the Stratosphere, you're probably getting a lot of papered rooms, too. Yeah, before uh, the pandemic, yes. Yeah, there's all, all the clubs in Vegas had that. There's actually this thing called uh, Hot Seat or something. It's the membership you pay, and you go on there daily, and you can see what open tickets for each comedy club, uh, Circus Soleil, whatever. And, dude... Now that they reopen, because not everything else is open yet, the clubs are selling out a hundred percent of their ticket sales. So, so that's a nice thing because one, it gives value to the show. So now you don't have people going in there for free, just fucking thinking, oh, I'm just gonna not pay attention or heckle or whatever. It's like you got people paying customers. So I'm like, that's pretty cool. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> Hopefully, it lasts. Yeah, yeah, but I mean. Now, so right now, they first it was twenty five percent occupancy, thirty five, and I think we're at fifty now. So that means that the bigger shows are going to start opening: Copperfield, Carrot Top, Circus Soleil. So we're going to have that competition again. Yeah, but 
I think people that want to come see you, like, they're not worried about fucking Cirque du Soleil. They're like, I'm here for a comedy show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you have. You have some people there just for comedy, which is great. The shows have been fucking awesome. They've been really cool. And we've had a, we've had a silent, uh, what what'd you call it earlier? Exodus to text to Austin. Yeah. We, we've had a silent one here. Like people come in here to move like a lot of features and hard hitter headliners have been moving to Vegas. Can you name uh, any names? Who, who else rolled through? Uh, Brent Ernst oh, is yeah. one of them. Cobra you know, Kai uh, fame. Yeah. I just had him on my podcast and, uh, that was, that was awesome. Um, Michael Yo is one of them. Nice. Um, and uh, Carlos Rodriguez, they're they're just other other killers that have not been up there in the like mainstream. You see, like uh, ba- there's this guy named Big Irish Jay. Um, he's bigger than Big Jay Okerson. He's like <laughs> he's huge. He's literally Big Irish Jay. He's like six foot five or something. Um, yeah, there's these killers that are just moving out here, uh, and. And I don't know, man. It's like a, a sleeping giant, I think, in Vegas that we're going to have like this resurgence, you know? It's going to be pretty cool. Hell yeah. You think they're going to eventually open some more like off strip clubs? Like, you know, that are just more for locals and shit like that that will hopefully get some well, business? Yeah. One of them opened up um, this one club called Extreme Comedy Club. Uh, and it's like off of the strip. It's nice. like even past the airport. And it's just like in a little like in a shopping center i'm like a business strip i'm like damn this is pretty cool because you don't really see that in vegas usually in vegas you got to have the comedy clubs right on the strip like the comedy cellar uh at the rio i don't think that one's going to open up because the rio i think is not opening up or it's going to get sold something like that oh no man i missed that buffet that buffet was killer right right yeah that, that was i love that buffet yeah i've face aren't back yet oh well Buffets probably should hold off a hot minute before they come back. Like, <laughs> yeah. do you really want nasty motherfucking tourists? Like, oh, I'm just, oh, I'm, oh, I'm fucking yeah. into your shit. Nah, man, that that's super spreader waiting to happen. Sharing the spoon. I think that's going to be one buffet opened up at the South Point Casino where they serve you now. You just say, you just point like, mm, mm, yeah, but you're still there. like standing in like the cafe line next to motherfuckers. Yeah. Like that, that shit yeah. ain't safe. Yeah, that's true. It's you're gonna be right next to people. Yeah, yeah. It's not not as safe as you would want it to be. Like back in the day, no. unless you got the, the the fucking vaccine. Are you getting the vaccine? I got my appointment for the thirtieth for my first shot. Oh, nice. I just got my second one last week. Nice, because you are essential, sir. Yes, I'm ready. I'm ready to fucking cough on me. I don't give a fuck. Right. <laughs> I can't wait till I get my second shot. Back to raw dogging people in bathrooms. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like we just met at this bar like i barely know your name yeah let's do it just in the bag you you've robbed you like you banged a chick in the bathroom before oh like, yeah haven't you public restroom no i jerked off in a public restroom but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no i was a christian good old christian boy i never had the opportunity to uh <laughs> you know well maybe you know treat you and the wife out to a special night you know do her in a bathroom <laughs> just take my wife to a <laughs> hey babe i'm gonna treat you tonight we're gonna go get some steak and meet me in the bathroom <laughs> you, know, you just gotta play it right you're like oh my god babe you look so great right now. i i want you so bad right now i can't wait till we get home come yeah. on let's go 
fucking too grown to fucking get arrested and shit. Can't even handcuffs. <laughs> Come on, that can only help your comedy career. That can only help your comedy career. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Maybe I should try that. <laughs> Comedian Freddie Korea, you know, arrested in fucking South Point, having sex in a bathroom. Yeah, Come. yeah. <laughs> the buffet, the the bathroom inside the buffet, and <laughs> workout. <laughs> yeah. You just gotta, you know. Uh, Roll into You've done one that of, though, huh? Yeah. You just fucking. So what? You just like you're at a bar, you're chilling, you're talking. Next thing you know, you tell her to meet you. How how does it work out? Like, do you tell her to wait for you in there, so or do you pull her in there with you? Uh, last time it happened it was a small little like, cocktail bar in Hollywood, and I don't even really remember how it like happened, but it was just kind of like she said she lost something in the bathroom, and these are like two bathrooms you can lock. It's not like a you know men's room, ladies' room. It's just two unisex bathrooms. You can lock. Oh yeah, so I, with the deadbolt. Yeah, yeah, those so are she, the best. And she's like, I, I lost something in the bathroom. I'm like, I'll help you find it. And then the minute we were in there, you know, locked door and going at it. Oh wow! So it was like a, one of those the, the family restrooms with the deadbolt, it has a, the diaper changer and everything. <laughs> I mean, this is a little dive bar. There's there's no oh dive bar. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, there's no. Oh, come on. I'm not having sex in bathrooms in classy establishments. Like, would you think I'm taking someone to Red Lobster and having sex in their bathroom? Come on, man. I'm not going to disgrace the Cheddar Bay Biscuits like that. So, so when, when you're ready to get out, do you get out at the same time or one at a time? And same time, man. The damage is same done. Time? Are they going to kick us out? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Oh, nice. See, I'm just over here living by curiously, just asking all these questions. <laughs> like... Do you want me to talk to your wife for you? Like, do you want me to like try to make this happen for you? Like, I feel like you should experience it, man. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Maybe I should. I should. Yeah. yeah. Spice it up. Spice it up. Help your career. Yeah. <laughs> There's no such thing as bad press. You can come back out here like, yeah, Matt, that was exhilarating. <laughs> where, where's some other crazy spots you've done like in public? Um. Oh, well, I had sex in a cabana at fucking uh, Rumor across the street from the Hard Rock. Ah, yeah, I know that little boutique hotel. Yep, yep. Yeah. Had sex in a cabana there. Ran a cabana. So, yeah, you could close the curtains on there, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you that, had your privacy. Nice. Wow. Yeah, that was uh, during AVN 2014. Porn star? Uh, no. No, whoa. Uh, so, rumor, like, during the AVNs back in those days was, like, the home of where the swinger parties were. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard about that. And me and a couple friends rolled through to the swingers party during the AVN, like, awards. Mostly just take their alcohol. Because, like, if you've been to a swingers party in real life, generally it's not the best-looking people in the world. Mm. And we're also not rolling through with any women on our end, so it's not like we're there to swing. We're just like, oh, they have an open bar? Uh, We got nothing better to do. Yeah. And we're just chilling poolside. And these three girls my guy had met some point during the convention who were just like, we're at AVN, it's cool. Mm. Come party, start partying with us. And like one of them just kind of plops down on top of me and like is dry humping me. I'm like, all right, whatevs. And her friend's like, she hasn't gotten laid on this trip. I'm like, I can help with that. And I literally like pick her ass up and we walk over to the cabana and just like close the curtain and go at it. Wow. Uh, what was it like? A what out of ten? What did it give her? Um, she's a little older, but like body was like a solid nine. Oh, okay. Just real, nice. real tight like body. She was definitely like 
real hot when she was younger. Yeah. So this is what, like, seven years ago? She had to be in her 40s, like, seven years ago. Oh, okay, okay. You think she was married? Don't know. Don't care. Yeah. But she did mention that she had a 21-year-old daughter, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, while I'm doing it, I'm kind of like, man, I wonder what the daughter looks like. <laughs> and then, yeah. oh, no, there's a little more to the story. Oh, yeah. My audience has heard this. I'm sure they have. But, you know, trying to finish in a cabana is not exactly comfortable. So she was staying at room, and I'm like, why don't we go up to your room and you know, finish up? She's like, oh, okay. So we, she puts her panties back on, like, that's it. We roll through a room with, like, her just in her underwear. Get up to the room. And when we get into the room, there's another couple in the bed. Oh. And, like, she just gets naked and jumps into bed with them. I'm like, I sit down on the couch. I'm like, oh, shit, what have I got myself into? Whoa. Uh, yeah. Fuck. What have I, like, and these, the people in bed are, like, typical swingers. They are not attractive people. Uh-huh. Like, what have I gotten myself into? And she's like, Matt, are you not getting in the bed? I'm like, fuck it, I'm already here. Yeah. So we jumped in. Yeah, we jumped in. Like the four of us just kind of hung out and like then she started blowing them, blowing me in front of them. Uh-huh. And then she's like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll follow you in there. So we went and banged it out and finished up in the bathroom, and like probably within two minutes of me popping, I was out the door. Oh yeah. Did you feel kind of gross? No, it was just not like I don't know where this is going and like Oh. I never even got her name. Oh yeah. Damn. I never, I never, like she uh I guess was a Viking super fan, like had traded mm-hmm. cards her of her dressed up as a Valkyrie. Uh but I never got oh. her name. I never fucking got her name. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's the way you do it. Yeah. In and, Vegas. Then, <laughs> and then I almost got married later that night, so to someone else. <laughs> Damn, almost got married to someone you just met? Uh, to a girl I partied with a couple times. My audience has definitely heard this part of the story. So after I finished up with Valkyrie, I went and met up with my guy who was staying at the Red Roof Inn across the street from the Hard Rock. Because like during AVN, staying at Hard Rock can be a little pricey. Mm-hmm. We uh, we ate some pizza. I'm just like, uh, that shit was crazy. Yeah. That We then called up this one girl who was a performer. She was a performer who was ditching the award show. Met up with her at Planet Hollywood. Started fucking really pounding back. And she's just went, this is my first trip to Vegas. I should have a quickie wedding. Huh. And I went, all right, I'm in. <laughs> and then we proceeded to like PDA all over Planet Hollywood's floor. Like we lost all our friends because they were just sick of us like making out of slot machines. <laughs> wow. Then things get a little hazy. I woke up the next morning with her wearing a Pokemon onesie with no crotch. We went and got the uh, marriage license. And the only reason we didn't end up getting married was the Kiss Chapel was not readily available. Mm. Like, in the delay of waiting for the Kiss Chapel, we both sobered up enough to be like, "Mm." (laughs) to be fair, she actually left me at the altar via text. She's like, yo, I, I don't feel like you're super into this. Like, let's just not do it. I'm like, all right. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, I still have the marriage certificate. Really? Yeah. So so you got the license. Oh yeah. So how do you when is it when it's official? It needs to be signed, I guess. It has to be signed and you actually have to have someone perform the ceremony. By an ordained Yeah. Mm, okay. But yeah, we got the license and fucking everything. Wow. 
So if you if you got the license and you didn't really do the so is that what they call nulled or wasn't no nulled is like we, you officially get married but then like you just go ah, just kidding technically uh-huh. you can get in an old like if you know you got married because of coercion or you weren't in your right mind or yeah you hadn't consummated the marriage like Britney Spears when she did her thing and right right it was the her next best day yeah ah uh-huh. and one of my favorite parts about that whole thing was. During while we're drunkenly messing around and agreeing to get married, like I am trying to get a prenup done. Uh huh. One of my lawyer friends who is a adult entertainment lawyer is like, I don't do family law, man. You're on your own there. Like, how do you See? how do you do porn law and not do family law? People get married crazy all the time in this biz. <laughs> I like how you were trying to be responsible and think. I also need a prenup, though. I can't just get married. <laughs> Dude, I I had a little bit of money to my name at that point, and I was trying to hold on to it for fucking tight. Yeah, yeah. Smart man. I hit up my guy, the party lawyer, back in Chicago, who's my guy, and he doesn't fucking answer. And I'm like, how the fuck is the party lawyer not answering? He would do my prenup in a heartbeat. Turns out the party lawyer was in rehab when I was trying to get this done. Wow. Nothing like your lawyer being in rehab saying, you make responsible life choices. Yeah. So you never got to bang her? Oh, I banged her. Oh, I, you yeah. banged her? Oh, yeah. That same day? Yeah, before we got the license. So as I said, I woke up in the morning to her wearing a Pokemon oh, that's right. with no crotch. Oh, yeah. No, no. You ended up having some fornication sex. Oh, yeah. There was definitely some fornication. married. There was definitely some fornication, and she's just, she actually gave me some shit. She's just like, you know, I kind of wanted to do more, but you were kind of like, you know, kind of lazy there. I'm like, I'm super sorry I'd fucked somebody else like a couple hours earlier. Yeah, you're fucking in a cabana. Then you jumped in bed, you know, and and, uh, and then had sex in the bathroom in that hotel room. Like, yeah, yeah I'm, like, like, I'm sorry, you're my second partner today. Like, I'm not a porn star. I was, <laughs> I, I kind of phoned it in with us. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was a lot of fornicating that day. It was. Yeah. <laughs> Just dumb happenstance. I was. I remember uh, one time in a bathroom stall. I was a PBX operator at a Silver Legacy at this casino. And I used to have this special restroom. I used to go and, you know, just pop one off real quick and then go back to answering phones. And I would always use this restroom because it was always quiet. So I knew I could just like get one in, boom, you know, it was back with the flip phones. I would like open my flip phone and I would go to Google, like just Google images of just tits. <laughs> You know, so I remember one time I'm at the urinal and I'm like, I think I'm just going to go right here. Fuck it. So I start, you know, trying to pleasure myself. Next thing you know, I'm like, nah, I need to be responsible. I need to go inside the stall and close the door. What if somebody walks in? Yeah, don't be a pervert, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that was pretty, pretty weird. But here's the thing. I was already, you know, uh, up, you know, erected. And uh, I'm like, you know, I'm just going to walk in there with my wiener out. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what I was thinking. Dude. I think I was like 20 or 19 years old. I walk, I, I walk from the urinal and I'm walking towards the, the stall. And then all of a sudden I hear the door open and I'm like, no. And I just fucking ran with my <laughs> dick out. <laughs> and a guy that walks in, he sees me running and I fucking slammed the door. 
And then I lock in and, and it was this, um, this dude at the front desk. Cause it was a special restroom. I'm telling you, it was always quiet, but only PBX operators would use it. Maybe the front desk went in front desk guy showed up and it was this gay dude. And at the time I was like, you know, I used to be pretty hardcore Christian, very religious and homophobic. So I remember thinking, I'm like, God's punishing me with a gay dude walking in on me while I'm jerking off. <laughs> Cause see the, the dude's like, Oh, I never seen somebody run into a restroom that fast. Like he, I think he knew what was happening. He thought you read something. the shits. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's possible. And, uh, but I remember I thought God was punishing me. I'm like, I was like, I think God's going to make me uh, start having feelings for, for, uh, for men. I don't know. I was like, God's going to punish. I started asking God for forgiveness. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I mean, did you ask God for forgiveness before or after you finished? Uh, it was, it was before. Yeah. Before. Cause while the gay guy was in there, I was just, I was like, Oh my God, he's going to tell me he's probably going to, he probably saw my wiener. I don't know. And I thought I was going to get fired. I'm all like praying to God and everything. And then he, he, he leaves and, and I go back to business, <laughs> taking care of business. <laughs> How often yeah. were you jerking off at work? Oh, like probably like 10 times a day, dude. It was a lot. I was like, yeah, man, it was boring. Like all I did was sit there with headphones and, and a headset and, and just answered the, the phone uh, calls will come in. You just hit a button. Where do you want to go? I would send them here. It was the most, oh, such a boring job, dude. So anytime I was able to get up and have a break, I was working with a smoker. You know how smokers take a lot of breaks? Yeah. So like, fuck it. I'm going to take breaks. Mental breaks, you know, or whatever. And yeah. Breaks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got me there. I have never jerked off at work. Oh, no. No, no. But again, like, I can't remember the last job I had where, like, I was indoors. I don't, I haven't worked in, like, an office or anything since, like, 1999, 2000. Oh, I mean, I guess technically these days I jerk off at work a lot because I just content created at home. Oh, okay. But that um, that doesn't count. Like, I'm I'm jerking off in the comfort of my own home. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're like in a Zoom meeting or something. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm real big on trying to keep my dick private for whatever silly reason. Like my dick, I've never taken yeah. a nude. Like my dick is not on the internet. Yeah, I've never taken a picture of my dick. Never. I've never pointed a camera at my dick. Yeah, me neither. Never done that. Yeah. I, I understand the consequences of it. Like. If I take a picture of my dick, it is there for fucking ever. I could delete this. I could burn this camera. I could yeah. eat this SD card. That yeah. picture exists on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to exist. The cloud, whatever. Yeah. Um, have you seen the stories of the, that have come, come out since the lockdown of people getting caught masturbating on Zoom? Oh, yeah. Memes? Like, didn't some fucking famous anchor just get caught, like, not too yeah. long ago? Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Um I know who you're talking about. And then recently, uh, a teacher, uh, as soon as this meeting was over in his classroom, he thought the camera was off and he starts taking off his belt, his pants. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And his defense was, I thought I had hit end on the meeting. Cause you know, 
He's in the privacy of his own home. Why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, on one hand, I totally agree. Like, he's in the privacy of his own home. But like, if a kid right. saw his dick, yeah, he deserves to yeah. get fired. Oh, one hundred percent. It's like, come on, dude. How stupid are you? Close the fucking lid of the camera. You know, the 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 laptop. Yeah. Just. Are you gonna use the same laptop for your porn? It's, it's, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I do not know. I I don't know how anyone would be like, oh, I thought I ended that Zoom meeting. Like, it's real mm-hmm. obvious when the Zoom meeting is still up. Real obvious. Yeah. 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 What? Oh yeah. I and, and like that anchor dude was like in the middle of a, like an actual meeting. Like it wasn't like it was over. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you you've been doing uh, content creating from home now. So so what? Man, so do you, what do you do to get out? Do you get out at all to walk around? I don't know. Get some vitamin D? No? Pills. Really? Pills for vitamin D. Pills for vitamin D. Do you do, you do any grocery shopping? You do it all? No, I, I do. Like, so at the beginning of the pandemic, I was definitely doing like remote shopping. And then like, fuck Instacart. They fucked up like every order but one. Yeah, Seriously. they do. And they fucking marked that shit up insane. Uh-huh. So fuck. Yeah, I, I it was like. When I was getting a plus six hundred dollar a week stimmy, I'm like, mm, yeah, I can, I can, I could, but Instacart do my be safe and let Instacart do my shit. And then I was like, oh no, that dried up. Uh, uh-huh. Got to go out into the world and like I go out into the world like a couple times a month. Uh, you know, I've gone out for like outdoor drinks here and there, but like otherwise, yeah, I don't leave my fucking apartment. I have gotten, I was not a skinny dude when we met, but I have definitely gotten fatter. Yeah, I gained I gained quite a few pounds. Yeah, and well, haven't you been working like through the, all of this? Yeah, I've been working my day job. I still work, but uh, it's like me- menta- my mentality was like mentally I was locked down because I was eating like shit, drinking, and yeah. So um, I just recently now started like trying to eat healthy and eating, you know, or or hitting the gym too, and so that's just uh, of recent, like this past month nice yeah yeah I'm, because i was like i was getting too fat dude i bending down to re- to tie my shoelaces not being able to breathe i'm like oh no i need to fucking do something <laughs> I, I might be there i might be there like <laughs> yeah. my building has a gym but they're reopening it april 1st and i'm uh-huh. like once i had that second shot and like because i live in hollywood and these ignorant yeah. motherfuckers like aren't wearing masks like i had a fucking bullshit fucking edm dj music producer who lives below me like who's throwing parties still so, oh wow yeah so like once i'm vaccinated i'm gonna start making use of the gym in the building again uh-huh. but till that point i'm like i don't feel super comfortable like being in there yeah yeah so so you're pretty careful then huh yeah you're, from the sound of it like yeah you're pretty careful like you try not to yeah i I'd, angle i have i have made a couple poor choices uh-huh. mostly due to vagina over the course of the last year, like I, yeah. I have hung out with maybe like five girls over the course of the last year, like on individual, but m- the majority of them were performers who had like 24 hour to 48 hour tests um, mm-hmm. for COVID. And my roommate's been in fucking New York since August. And the way I look at it is if I do get sick, like it's fucking dumb if I do, but if I get sick, yeah. I'm not negatively affecting anyone else. Like I have no elderly family members around me. I'm not even sharing my living space with anyone else. Yeah. So, it's a calculated risk because, yeah, I'm a yeah. piece of shit sometimes. 
Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not out partying or anything like that. Like you haven't been right. Like, um, s- somewhat. I'm, I'm very careful. Uh, I guess everybody's definition of careful would be like, I mean, I'm, I'm going to the club, but I'm, I'm wearing my fucking mask, you know? And I've said this on my podcast. I, I think it's stupid. I, like I hate it because it makes my fucking face itch, my beard. And I, I it's, I'm stupid because I just, it's just me. I'm just being a fucking big kid. I don't like it. I don't, I just fucking hate it. But the benefits of it, it's fucking great. I haven't even got the regular flu. You <laughs> see? So it's like for people to say it doesn't work, then I don't know. I guess how did I not get sick? You know, so I obviously I, I do think it works. I just fucking hate it. But yeah, I'm careful with it. Like I'm wearing it at the club. I'm always wearing it uh, in my day job in public. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm careful. But have I been super careful as far as not partying? I mean, I've hung out with friends, uh, watched some UFC fights, you know, been pretty close to each other without a mask so like i don't know maybe i just got lucky i don't know the the way i looked at it like the couple friends i've hung out with like it's all been like kind of verbally interrogating like so what have you been up to for the last couple weeks oh you've been hanging out with a bunch of people i'm cool mm-hmm. like oh you yeah. like me haven't left your apartment in a couple weeks yeah we can hang out like we can hang out one-on-one like i right. feel like shit like you know one of my guys birthdays was in january and he's like yeah, we're only having like five people over to watch the fights. I'm like, mm, that nah, I'm cool. I'm not I'm not yeah. coming to hang with five people like that I don't know. Yeah. It's almost like we're in different um how would you say different timelines because I've been there, but I'm not there anymore. The five people, you know, like to me, 10, 15 people doesn't bother me. So it's like to me, I was there in the beginning, like like in July. Oh, you guys want to watch the fireworks? Who's hanging out? How many people? Who you guys been hanging out? You know, asking questions. But like now, it's like we're like in different stages because over here we've been up, open up for so much longer. You know. Also, I'll tell you, like for example, you know, remember the first month we we shut down the whole country shut down in March seventeenth or something. Yeah, I think it was St. Patty's Day. Everybody shut down on a on a Tuesday, I think, uh, and. Everybody's freaked out. Everything was closed. There was no traffic. It was like the end of the world. The strip was shut down. I was still out there working and doing my day job. And so I, I had to be exposed. I was doing the whole being careful, grabbing doorknobs with tissue, you know, or wearing a glove. Gloves, you couldn't find gloves anywhere. So I was like wearing like work gloves. Well, and this is the part where know? like they were telling us, oh, you guys don't need masks. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But it was at the point where it's on surfaces for nine or eight days, you know, something like that. Yeah. So we were being super careful. I was like, bro, I had a little bit of, um, I made my own hand sanitizer when I would go buy some drive through or something or use my ATM card or credit card. I would clean my ATM card with alcohol and hand sanitizer. So I went through all that in the first month or so. Then they start opening up, people start opening up the world again a little bit. I was already at a different stage and people are barely leaving their homes. Now they're doing what I was doing a month earlier. You see? So it was like, I've been fucking licking what I'm trying to say. I've been licking uh, doorknobs for the past. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, but also Vegas doesn't have LA's fucking numbers. LA's numbers have been astronomical. Like we were the leader in the fucking country for COVID at one point. Really? Damn. So it's just Damn. like, nah, I'm cool. I'm not fucking around. Like, Yeah. Y'all, y'all being irresponsible. And it's just like, 
yeah, I want to fucking see people. I want to do that shit, but mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. they were dying over. Another reason I, I like wearing my mask is, uh, or not that I like it, but another reason I do it also is because I don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable. One hundred, like that has been yeah. my argument about people wearing masks. Like, even if you don't believe in fucking masks, yeah, don't be an asshole. Wear the fucking mask so you don't make other people around you uncomfortable. Like, yeah. It's mm-hmm. just a societal thing. Oh, you're impeding on my freedoms. Like, yeah. fuck you, motherfucker. Just put on the mask. If, yeah. Like, if they don't work, you're making other people around you feel comfortable. If they do work, you're protecting people's fucking lives. Mm-hmm. What fucking world do you live in where you're like, nah, nah, brah. You're impeding yeah. on my freedoms. Fuck everyone else around me. Yeah. Have you seen those fights? Have you seen those fights in stores? Like people arguing? Dude, it is taking like, I know I've gotten older and more responsible because it's taking every fiber of my beating a couple times to be like, yo, motherfucker, over your goddamn nose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I see, I've seen fights. I've seen people argue. Shit that you normally would see online. I've been seeing it, you you know, in stores. Have you screamed out World Star at people and filmed that shit? I haven't filmed it. Uh, I should. I should have filmed this. There was one at Walmart just like probably like two weeks ago. Older lady yelling at a couple with a kid because the kid wasn't wearing a mask. The kid was like, I don't know, five or six years old. They were at the pharmacy at Walmart and they were just at a yelling match. She was saying, "You need to have the kid wear a mask," and the guy was like, "No, no, he doesn't." And uh, it was just a fucking. I almost busted out my camera and. It would have been funny to record it, but yeah. Like, I'm definitely not looking to get confrontational with people in fucking Vegas. People in Vegas have guns, a lot of guns. Like, yeah, there's guns. Yeah. I know when I lived there, I was concealed carrying all the fucking time. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's not as crazy as uh, I would say Texas, but uh, yeah. And, oh, and the, the thing about Texas is that, you know, they're the only state, I think, that lift the, the whole mandate with a mask. They did, but. The thing about it is a lot of local ordinances are still fucking enforcing it. Like statewide, sure. statewide's like, oh yeah, do whatever the fuck you want. Taxes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cities are like, uh, bro, we're yeah. put, put the fucking mask back on you dumb fuck. Yeah. Private, private places. You still like, there was a lady just got fucking pretty much taken down by a cop in Galveston, Texas. That was just recently a viral video. Fucking. She was refusing to wear a mask, and the cop told her, you know, you're going to have to leave, and she was refusing to, and he tackled her down. She ended up with a broken foot. Poor lady, but hey, it's like, if you want to do it in public or wherever it's allowed, do it then, but not if it's a private place like a bank. They have the right to tell you what they, what you need to do behind those doors, you know? 100%. So. And as I said earlier, just don't be an asshole. Like, put on the fucking mask. It sucks. I fucking hate them. I fucking hate them. But I don't want to be a fucking asshole because I want to live in fucking society. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and well, ever since Texas lifted that, I feel because they're such a big state and very influential in the country that other people are now taking the liberty to just walk around without them now. I think people are getting that COVID fatigue is what they call it, where they're just over it. And goddamn, we've been a year into it now. Well, know? yeah, if we weren't such assholes in the first place, we probably would have been done with it already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But motherfuckers are like, day one, like, oh, there's no need to wear a mask. 
Why didn't they tell us to wear a mask in the first place? Because we're irresponsible children here in America. We hoarded toilet paper when diarrhea <laughs> is a potential side effect. Do you think if they told us that we had to wear a mask in the first place, there would have been a mask anywhere to be found for people that are on the fucking front lines? No. Because we're fucking yeah. irresponsible children here in America. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the people that was hoarding everything. Yeah, it was crazy, dude. So crazy. Uh, are you fucking kidding me with this shit? Like... The, the toilet paper still to this day blows my mind. It's like, motherfucker, you're locked at home. If you have a yeah. poopy butthole, take a shower. You're at home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm so glad I, I've been a, a bidet uh, owner for the last three years or so. I, I didn't, That didn't affect me at all. My I, ass is still cleaner than the rest of America. I really wish I could have been like, this episode of it now we drink brought to you by my tushy or some shit yeah. like right now the perfect <laughs> yeah. timing on that shit <laughs> yeah. yeah even those when people start waking up thinking like oh yeah i should probably give myself a bidet even those start going out you know out of stock but oh they did last year they yeah. like my tushy was out of stock and like have you ever had the chance to use like a real japanese shower toilet like the ones that are yeah. made in japan last week that last month yeah i went to a, a sushi uh, like an expensive one yeah it was nice it was a toilet that fucking as soon as i walked in the door the seat lifted up it had lights in it yeah it had like, a little panel you could choose, on the right you could choose the like the type of spray the temperature yeah. how it's on <laughs> like oh shit i'm water picking my asshole this is amazing like yeah warm it was nice it, and warm it, yeah the seat's warm like that threw me off when i was in japan the first time i sat down I'm like, why is the seat warm oh that's a function not just that someone was just on this yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a function. I never sat on a warm seat. They, so you, you did that in Japan? You went to Japan? I've been to Tokyo oh. twice. Oh, nice. It's my fucking Hell happy yeah. place, man. I love Tokyo. Oh, yeah? Like Tokyo. Tokyo it always seems like a futuristic uh, city, you know? Everything's so advanced over there. Yes and no. Everything's so advanced, and there's a lot of backwards shit. It's amazing. Oh, yeah? Well, like, if you have visible tattoos in Japan, it's still considered, like, criminal connotation. Me and my tattoo oh. artist got kicked out of a bunch of places. Sorry to my audience that has heard this a bunch of fucking times. But it, it's a wild place. Like, it's just... You'd think, like, oh, as high-tech as Japan is, they're yeah. super cash-heavy. A lot of places don't take cards at all. Oh, wow. Wow. But it's also really interesting, like... It's rude to, con in most places, it's rude to actually hand someone cash. They have little trays, so you put the cash on the tray, then they pick up the tray and then count it. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's just so wildly different than the States. I love it yeah. so fucking much there. There's a lot of, like, save face type of thing, like, honor and shit like that. Well, honor and just, like, they may be racist as fuck to you at times, but they are super uh -huh. polite about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, when we got kicked out of these restaurants... Like, they were so polite about it. We were like, oh, we did something wrong. My yeah. bad. Uh-huh. My bad. My bad. But we'll we'll go somewhere else. And, but it was still, like, oh, it's an amazing place. Like, I recommend to anyone who's got an open mind, go. Mm-hmm. And did you eat uh, sushi, of course? Of course. I had blowfish, man. You had blowfish. Wow. Yeah. Sashimi, mostly sashimi is in Japan. I would say like sashimi is like the real sushi stuff. I mean, huh? uh, like the, there's definitely nigiri happening too. Yeah, okay. Not not nearly as many rolls, but like a lot of sashimi, a lot of nigiri. Oh, uh, okay. 
Yeah. That's the real shit right there. Um, dude, like, yeah, because uh, over here, they, they get us with the whole rolls and... The California roll, like, fuck that garbage. <laughs> fuck that yeah. garbage. Or, like, the baked roll. Like, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, they don't have that in Japan, right? Nah. Bake rolls, yeah. Nah. Yeah, Hell, uh, we were at one spot in, I gotta say, Shibuya. Well, like, they're re- literally reaching into tanks in the restaurant and cutting up the fish. Whoa. Damn. It's like, oh, damn. That's crazy. <laughs> I, yeah. uh, th- that is actually my number one spot I want to go to, like, once it's safe to travel again, I want to go back to Japan. Where do you want to go, man? Like, where where does Freddie want to go when it's safe to go? Uh, I, well, in the States, I definitely want to go back to New York City. Yeah. They announced Skank Fest. Happens. They announced the Skank Fest, didn't they? Yeah, well, they haven't announced the exact dates, but uh, since I got tickets for the Houston, uh, we could use those tickets for New York in July if they approve it. Who knows how it would be? I don't think it's going to be um, that great, like when you and me met over there. Well, the Creek in the Cave's gone. Yeah, that's gone. And I don't think they're using the Brooklyn Bazaar because they, they, after Louis C.K. showed up they, the following year. Yeah. Yeah. They, they talked some shit and then they, you know, Jay and Louis dating like that. So they're like, fuck this place, you know. But it's New York yeah. City, man. They'll, they'll find other venues. They'll find another venue, yeah. But we'll see how it goes. Um, I just want to go back out there, uh, an excuse to go go back to New York and and uh, get to see more places because it, it's it's such a beautiful place that like you can't really see that much. And, and no. we went there for eight days last time, and you couldn't even see it all. Well, you know, that, not that, even scratch the surface. That's Gangfesto where we met in seventeen. That mm-hmm. was seventeen, right? Uh 17. 18. Was it 18? Okay, it was one of yeah. the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because okay, I didn't go in 19. That's right, that's right. Yeah. But yeah, when we went in 18, like that was a fucking amazing show all the fuck around. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You and me teamed up, and we we were just hitting up all the going upstairs, downstairs, all over, just catching different shows. Just We're like drinking buddies. Oh, yeah. It was, it was a fucking <laughs> blast. It's like, hey, because yeah. like, we met on like, uh, what, the opening night at Creek in the Cave, and then it just went from yeah. there. We did, yeah. It was at the Creek and at the kickoff party. Yeah, the kickoff party. Yep. Mm-hmm. Did you see me perform that night? No, I couldn't get inside. Okay. Okay. Good. That because <laughs> I, 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 I t- I've been telling that story uh, on my podcast quite a bit. The, the first night of me bombing, just bombing. It was a horrible set. It was garbage. And uh, but uh, the next year I redeemed myself. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I remember you telling me that you bombed, but I didn't actually get to see it. Oh, okay, good, good, good. Yeah, because I met I met other other people I became friends with on Twitter and Instagram from that night. Because everybody was like, "Oh, it wasn't so bad." That you know, people left to go the the pod go see the podcast upstairs. So there, like, it was a packed room when the show started, and Big J put me up. But when I went up right before. I went up, the guy that was performing, people literally were standing up leaving, like if he was walking the room, but no, they were just going upstairs because Legion Skanks was about to record their podcast. So our little room downstairs got emptied, and but still ate shit big time, you know. I started, I started panicking, and oh, it was horrible. <laughs> it was a good bomb. It was a really good bomb. I mean, if you're going to bomb, that's a, it's a good stage to do it on. At least, you know, 
It's a crowd yeah. that'll remember you. Fuck. Yeah. Well, the, the one of the worst things about it was that uh, there was uh, a group of friends from Reno that I had not seen in over ten years, and we didn't plan to see each other. We ran into each other that night. He's like, Freddie, are you Freddie? You, you used to live in Reno. I'm like, oh, Stacy. You know, like I'm like, oh my god, what what the hell are you doing here? He's like, oh, I listen to the podcast. I listen to Legion of Skanks. I'm like, me too. And then he's like, yeah, man, we're just here chilling, hanging out. It's going to be fun, fun weekend. We're going to watch some comedy. And I'm like, funny you mentioned that because I do comedy now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm on this show tonight. And so uh, he's like, oh, okay, well, we'll stick around and watch you. So him and his friends, his wife, they all stuck around and watched me perform. And uh, yeah, it was horrible. The first time they see me perform and I just ate dick. <laughs> it was so embarrassing, dude. <laughs> oh yeah and it was, it, the funniest part too is that the guy before me was eating shit too and in my head i was like i could get him back i could win this crowd over no not at all <laughs> <laughs> sometimes they're too far gone too they're just too far gone at that point just... bro i was like the 12th 13th comedian it was uh steve renesisi was on it big j ari shafir uh Kim Conan, just heavy hitters. And then here I go, 12 or 13, and ugh. Woo. <laughs> when you're also, you know, trying to get people's attention when, like, Skanks is actually recording downstairs or upstairs. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just bad. But it was memorable for sure. Those are the ones you remember, the bad ones. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just how trauma goes. You always remember the trauma. Like, good times just kind of like, you know, for the most part, unless it's super epic, just kind of like, oh, yeah, that was good. Trauma just yeah. sticks right the fuck in your head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, you still got to go up a fucking skank fest, which a lot of motherfuckers wish they could say. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I was fortunate enough. Um, but that's one place I want to go um, for sure. Uh, I want to hit up Miami, visit my sister, and party it up over there. Um, but we'll we'll see how it goes. That that But... Overseas, man, I always wanted to go to Europe. You ever been to Europe? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been to Spain, France, the UK, Finland, Germany, Amsterdam. I think that's it. Yeah, I got family in England, so I definitely want to go there and maybe uh, Poland. You know, I got friends in Poland. So, yeah, just I, I want to, since it's, it's a Europe trip, I would like to do like that whole Get a, get on a train, go out there for like at least at at least two weeks, so I could be able to travel and explore. Oh, yeah. well, and know? the thing about it is, like, you can get around Europe like hour, two hour flights to most other parts of Europe. Europe, like all of Europe, is like the state the size of the United States. Ah, okay. Like, yeah. And uh, because on one trip, we were we stayed. Me and my guys stayed in Amsterdam. We bounced over to Munich for Oktoberfest, and that was like an hour and a half flight to go to Germany. Mm. and then we were in nice. munich for a couple of days bounced back to amsterdam i bounced up to finland for and that was like an hour and a half flight wow have, have you have you been um uh was it the netherlands that's a, uh, that's where amsterdam is is that where amps okay cool, cool so you've been to the whole red light district and all that oh yeah and is it pretty pretty crazy like they say like it, it's like the way i look at it is it's it's vegas is europe uh, or europe's vegas vegas is europe <laughs> Europe's Vegas. It is Europe's fucking Vegas. 
it's like, oh, all of Europe comes here to get fucking crazy. Party. Uh-huh. Like, it was cool. Like, Amsterdam is actually, yeah. like, my least favorite place in Europe. Ah, okay. Because it's just, like, a lot of, like, you know, you're a Vegas local. You're like, I don't want to be anywhere near the strip unless I'm working, going to a show, or going for a nice Right. Mm-hmm. So the Red Light District was a lot of that shit. Like, just people, like, who have apparently never partied in their life before. Yeah. Getting stupid. Like, and also, you add in the fact that you can't get food after like 10.30. Bars serve Ugh. liquor until like 5 a.m. Good luck getting any fucking food after like 10.30. Nah, that's not cool, man. You gotta have some fish and chips or something on the side. Right. Like I mean, you can, cart, you, can find, or something. you can find fucking french fries. Like, there was a couple nights where like leaving the bar at 5 a.m. All I could find was a place that was selling fucking french fries. Wow. That's not cool. No. No. It's super. Especially a place that's known for weed and everything. It's like, why are you going to do that to people, man? Yeah. Like, oh, hey. Well, like all the weed, all the weeds in cafes, like they all have baked goods and shit like that. They're yeah. like legit cafes. They're not just like a dispensary that calls itself a cafe. It's like, oh, we serve coffee and pastries and shit like that and weed. <laughs> but I don't smoke. And I live in LA, yeah. even if I did, like, I'm not traveling across the fucking world to, like, smoke weed. Wow. I did do fucking mushroom, well, truffles, psychedelic truffles while I was there. Can you believe some people do that? They just travel out there just to smoke weed. It's like, you do shit here now. Well, yeah, but, like, 10, 15, 20 years ago, when it's like, holy shit, you gotta go to Amsterdam, weed's legal, I mm. totally get it. Yeah, that's true. Unfortunately, yeah. you know. Shit's legal here now, so it's not, like, that big of a draw. It was still really cool to buy legal fucking shrooms. And, like, I don't even know, because they, they serve them wet instead of drying them out. Oh. So I don't even know how much, like, the weight would have come out to. But it was it was a good trip. It was, like, 40. Did they just decrimi- decriminalize that? And where was it? In Colorado? Uh, Colorado and Oregon. In Oregon, yeah. And it's supposed oh. to be coming to California soon, too, which... Would be huh. awesome because, you know, that is one thing I've kind of fallen into this year over 2020, 2021 is like gotten a little bit uh, heavy into psychedelics again. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's why you don't go out, dude. You just chill at the house. <laughs> well, I, I think it's a, take your own trips. I think it's the other way around. I don't go out. So I fucking started. <laughs> <laughs> Start doing some ayahuasca and shit. Oh, I, uh, in theory, I have a line on a ceremony, and I am waiting. Like, I bugged the girl who told me she had a hookup for a ceremony today. Mm. Like, yo, just to put it in your ear, no pressure, but, like, when that ceremony is happening, remember Matt. Mm-hmm. For- yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got some, uh, it's been spreading, right? The, the whole uh, shamans doing the ceremonies and all that. That's pretty cool. I mean, I want to do it, but I'm also a little nervous about it because, like, you know, some of that shit scams. Like, I wouldn't just be like, Yo, Yellow Pages fucking ayahuasca shaman. Right. I want to go with someone who knows somebody who's like... Get some references. Right. You got to have some references. Speaking of weird psychedelic shit, did you hear about um, uh, Nacho Vidal, the porn star? He's charged in Spain with manslaughter for doing a ceremony with a psychedelic toad where a photographer died from an overdose of the toad. Oh, no. I did not hear about that. Yeah. Damn. Apparently, the incident happened a couple of years ago, but Spain just decided to charge him. Oh, wow. And I did not hear about that. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the if you burn and inhale the vapors from this toad, it is like 10 to 15 times stronger than DMT. Damn. 
And the the guy just fucking he just passed. He just didn't come back out of the trip. He just choked or something. Or I, I, I didn't. There was no details in the article on how wow. he died from it, but he overdosed and fucking died from from toad vapor. Like, how do you tell someone's next to kin? Like, I, I'm sorry, Freddie died. He had a little too much toad. <laughs> My bad, Freddie had a little too much toad. He was poisoned by a toad. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Fucking we as people, man, we'll find a way to get high. Like, who would? Who's the guy who's like, yeah, we're gonna burn toads to get fucking high off the vapors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Or even the first person to just say, I'm going to, you know, the one that first tried ayahuasca, for example, you have to mix it with uh, a root of a tree or uh, the bark. What's the bark and a root of two different trees or something like well, that? And there's tobacco involved too. Yeah, this whole mix. It's like turn it into a tea. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Or my, so fucking crazy. Uh, I saw a meme a while back that really made me laugh. It's like the people that were discovering mushrooms, like, that mushroom was delicious and tastes like steak. That mushroom killed my friend. That mushroom made me see God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. And so I was going to ask you, um, when you have your guests, you've, you've had them come over or you do, are you doing, cause you didn't do zoom before. No. How often do you do a zoom now? Almost all. Like I've done, I think three or four in-person shows in the last year. Oh, uh, okay. Like, I'm a piece of shit. I'm a bad friend, Freddie. I should have had you on a while ago when I started doing Zoom shows. I'm a <laughs> bad friend. Cool. I'm, a bad I'm friend. glad you put me on, man. No, I'm glad you put me on, though. But Thank yeah, <laughs> literally, like, I've had uh, in person Kate Kennedy, because she's my neighbor. And, well, if I'm going to get killed, I'll get killed by my neighbor. Um, Rain and Bozio and Crow 13, because those are my two guys and like they peer pressured me into coming over uh spencer bradley but she was on like a 24-hour fucking covid test for shooting and uh Haley house and luke henderson because uh we were drinking outdoors at a bar and once we were drunk the idea of coming back here to keep drinking on my roof happened and then like oh let's do a podcast while we're here <laughs> but that is it for like the last year of in-person shows. Like everything else has oh, been okay. on Zoom. Yeah, you could party in your roof. You could just go up there and party. Yeah, I have a roof. I live in Hollywood. I have a rooftop deck. Yep. Oh wow! Any any of your neighbors could just go up there, or what? Yeah, any of the neighbors can go up there. That's pretty cool. As long as you like keep it clean and you can get too crazy. I mean, relatively clean. I mean, they they have someone cleans it. Like I've left some messes up there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I mean, I live on the top floor, too, so, like, if I get ignorant on top of my unit, whatever, I'm not going to complain. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I, I know where my unit corresponds to the roof, so it's like, we'll get ignorant right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. I've always seen that, like, even, like, rooftop shows. Um, Sam Morrill, uh in New York put out special just roof, rooftop shows, which is fucking, and it's amazing. I, I loved it. Yeah, he's uh one of my favorite comics right now too. Is like him and Mark Norman are just killing it, man. They're out there hustling, just working hard, writing jokes after jokes, you know. And that that's fucking amazing. That like you're able like with all that's going on in the world to like still have that creative juice 
just to constantly put out fucking new material. Yeah. Yeah. And good new material. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and not have to do the whole fucking COVID jokes. That was one of the things I was afraid of in the beginning. I'm, I'm like when the lockdown, I'm like, when we go back, everybody's gonna have COVID jokes. And I I did my part to just stay away from it. And you do have some of the comics that they they think they're coming out with something new and it's like no everybody's done that everybody's done the whole mask jokes it's like yeah it's like <laughs> but um the best thing to do is just sometimes you have to mention it you do have to address what happened and all that but for the most part man just do fucking jokes funny is funny man just go back to your jokes exactly funny is funny and there's so many other things to joke about yeah i'm i'm really of a mixed bag like yeah cuz Obviously, we end up talking about COVID shit all the time on this fucking show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Affecting everybody. But I also would prefer not to fucking talk about it. Because who wants to tune into this show to be reminded about the thing that is ever present in their fucking life? Right. Yeah. I get it. This is also. But it comes up. We're all going through the same shit. We're all going through the same shit. And like, this show's a, a real conversation. It's not like, you know. Freddie, what do you got going? Blah, 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 like, you know, me just asking you fucking questions. This is a real conversation. So the shit comes yeah. up. Like, I'd love to, I love, we'll love to get to the point where we don't have to talk about it anymore, where it's just like, mm-hmm. but it's also yeah. really interesting to like find out where like people want to go or what band yeah. people want to see when they can go see bands again. Yeah. Well, I think the difference about doing it on stage and doing it, let's say, on a podcast and a conversation is that when you're performing, when people are going to watch a comedy show, it's like you said, they don't want to hear all this shit about COVID. They see it everywhere. It's thrown in their face on CNN, Fox News, local news. Every day you hear COVID. So when people are trying to see a comedy show, they're trying to escape reality. They're going out there to laugh. They don't want to hear the same because I see it. I see the professionals like the, the headliners that live off of comedy. I've seen some of them kill with their material and then they start trying to do some COVID shit and people are turned off. They just don't want to hear it. You know? I have that same fear with the podcast. I feel like people are coming here for an escape from reality. Like, they want to be distracted. So, like, us talking about our COVID shit may take away from that, but I also don't want to tell someone like, yo, man, we can't talk about COVID because we're real people having a real conversation. It's, right, it's, a, right. it's a balancing act. It's a balancing thing, yeah. It, it, it is. I, I, me personally, I find it like I listen to a lot of podcasts. When people talk about it on podcasts, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't really bother me. What, like you said, what are we going to make up shit that, like, if it's happening, it's happening to everybody, but there's a balance, right? You know, and, and there's, there's also, the, you got to look at the good things of COVID. <laughs> I think there's a lot of great things that have happened with COVID as far as like, I've been able to save a lot more fucking money, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Paid off one of my cars, <laughs> you, yeah. know, like, you know, trying to get out, get out of debt and shit. So like, there's a lot of positivity to fucking COVID. Another thing is traveling. If, if someone is feeling brave enough to travel, that's why I want to go to New York in July if possible, because less people, you know, less people, less lines, better offers, cheaper hotels. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I agree with all that shit. Like, I don't feel I have some friends that have traveled through this, and I kind of like on one hand like, eh, 
not sure this is the most responsible choice fucking traveling right now, but you do you. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I totally get the, oh, I could fly to New Orleans for, like, $45. Fuck. That, that sounds real tempting. Real yeah. fucking tempting. Yeah. But for me, also, one of the positives of COVID is this is, like, the one time in my life because of stimulus, unemployment, all that fun shit, we're like, I don't have to be on like multiple hustles and I can really just concentrate on being a content creator. Like yeah. all I do is content create. Yeah. And yeah. what other opportunity in my life am I going to be like, yo, my bills are pretty much taken care of and I can just create content and yeah. not have to worry about like, oh, I got to go, you know, scrounge up this side hustle to fucking pay my rent this month. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure yeah. sounds like shit to someone who's working a nine to five right now. Like, fuck you, Matt. But is what? But it you're is. putting out content for them to listen to at work if they're allowed to have headphones on. You know. Oh yeah. Well, so. on top of doing this, I'm also like, I'm Twitch streaming like four or five days a week. Yeah. I'm producing multiple YouTube videos like a week at this point. Yeah. And that's addition to like I'm still producing for some other people's podcasts as well. Like, I, I'm. Yeah, I hope to the point where, like, when unemployment and all that shit dries up, that, like, I can fully support myself on this shit. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. It's it's just innovation and people trying new things and putting out different content. Like, uh, another positive positive thing is that some of my favorite comics have teamed up with other people and started doing more podcasts, a new podcast, you know? As a, as opposed to just having the regular good old podcast they had, they they now they're doing other stuff, you know. So I'm like, eh, that's cool, man. More content out there. You, you 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 how could you be bored if if you have like if somebody listens to a podcast, you have so many choices out there. There's always good content out there. But also, so, how do you discover it? Like, yeah, I bet one of the best ways to discover it is one cross promote. Like right now, for example. So, um, like, I have a library of um, close to 300 episodes with a lot of great guests and a lot of fun episodes of just me and my co-hosts. So, cross-promotion is one of them. Um, One of the ways I discover a podcast is I just Google, like, I go to the podcast search. I like to listen to a lot of either true crime or history podcasts, and I just find new shit all the time. And I don't have to commit myself to listening to every single episode. I just listen to the ones I want. I mean, that's, that is the nature of the beast, Yeah, but it's just one of those things where like podcasting in general is not the most discoverable fucking medium. Yeah. 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 I mean, but I, I've had people reach out that they listen overseas and I'm like, do you follow me on Instagram? Do you like, like they, they reach out and they don't even follow me on Instagram, you know, like I, I get reviews on the iTunes. I'm like, who the fuck is this person? Like, you know, sometimes I ask, I'm like, because you could, you know how you could see your stats where people are recording from or, or downloading from and you're like, who the fuck is listening to Japan? Oh, you yeah. Know? Who the fuck? It's like. See, for me, like a lot of it's just like, I just look at that like, oh, they were definitely here. They were brought here by my guest. Like, because in a lot of cases, my guests are more famous than I am. Well, the the guests, um, I get it because the guests will, will, we'll bring in some people, but I, I think most importantly is you staying consistent and putting that content out. Oh, I, is I, what keeps them. 
Right. I 100% agree. I mean, I'm at 250-something episodes in five right. years. Like, yeah. Um, you know, I'm one of the most consistent in the game. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's that's great because having that consistency and having that listenership, I think that's really what, you know, and, and that's the reason why we do it. Why lie? If we didn't have listeners, why the fuck would we do it? Yeah. You know, if we didn't have an audience, you know. But it's also like I deal with people who want to start podcasts fairly often. Yeah. And you got to have passion for it even if you don't have listeners. Mm-hmm. Because like, unless you're already fucking famous, you're probably not going to have fucking listeners besides your friends and family. And your friends and family ain't going to stick around all that long if, like, they aren't into your bullshit normally. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So yeah. you got to... Yeah, and you and me started at, at the bottom, right? We started at zero. Yep. At zero listeners. Like, you've told some people in here and there, but it's like, I get it, because it's not like we're all, like, fucking out there on Rogan or, well, you know. I tell people all the time, like, when they want to start shows, like, Joe Rogan... Joe fucking Rogan, the Joe Rogan experience. Joe was on news radio, the host of Fear Factor, the voice of the UFC, a touring fucking famous comedian. And the Joe Rogan experience wasn't the Joe Rogan experience for eight years. Right. Yeah. Like, Even the first episode, they had like a few live listeners. <laughs> right. Like It was not the show it is now for eight fucking years. So you expecting like... Hey, you open micer, you expect me fucking Rogan in six months? It yeah. ain't fucking happening. Like yeah. you you have a better chance of winning the fucking lottery. Yeah. Well, I, I, people get discouraged by that. Uh during the the lockdown, a lot of I, I told people you put put out content, start making start a podcast. And some people listened to the advice and they did, but they quit after a few episodes because they, they didn't get the downloads they were thought they were gonna get. Like, oh, you you get like you get 50 likes on a post on Facebook and you get less than 10 downloads. Like you got to work hard and keep doing it. Keep putting it out there, man. And you know, what's the longest break you ever taken? Uh, One week. Podcast? One week. Do, do, do listeners will start hitting you up, right? Like where, where's the fucks? When's the next episode? You know? Well, for me, like I've taken two one week breaks in five years. And they're both on the week of my birthday. And also, I really advertise that, like, hey, it's my birthday week. I'm taking the week off. Yeah. Yeah. And even when I say I'm taking the week off, I'm not really taking the week off. I've still pretty much recorded on, on that week every oh, week. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just haven't put out an episode. Like, I'm like, I just don't feel like putting, doing post-production work this week. Yeah. How often do you put them out? What, what do you think is the best days to put out a podcast? I have been Thursdays at noon for five years. Oh, Okay. The way I look at it is, like, I'm probably, this is not the show for most people that is, like, the top of their fucking subscribe list. They're, like, I figure by Thursday they've gotten through their whatever episodes of Rogan, Marin, Bert, you know, whoever else they're listening to. By about mm-hmm. Thursday, they're like, okay, I need something. Oh, hey, new and now we drink sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to, you know, try to wedge yourself in around Rogan because he just puts them out whenever the fuck he feels like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But a lot of the other shows were like Monday, Wednesdays were like their big release days. Yeah. So I'm like, I've, I, I've been putting them out on Sunday nights or Monday nights. Like mo- early Monday morning? No, like like Monday night, like tonight. I'm going to put up an episode tonight. Um, 
I was meaning to put it out last night, but I got tied up uh, doing some stuff. But I try to do it early in the week. Works out well for me because in the morning you see people already like either taking, you know, like one of the things my listenership does is something I practice as well is when I'm listening to a podcast, I take a screenshot of of the whether it's audio or or uh you know on their iphone app or whatever app they're using and then put it on your stories or something just put it out there it's free content so help me advertise and so i i give shout outs to my listeners and it's like this cool little community of helping each other and if 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 some of them actually have podcasts as well i, I support them out of all the podcasts out there, I, I try to listen to some of them too and do the same thing. Put the screenshots up and, and put it out there and promote it. Oh, yeah. So without even promoting it myself, sometimes I see the downloads. I'm like, God damn, it's not bad. I didn't even advertise it yet, you know? And those are your true subscribers. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I, I on the other hand, like, I'm, since I do full video, like, I, pump, I mean, you see it. I pump out video clips all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah. And like, because you're on Vimeo, right? Yep. The full versions are on Vimeo, uh, but we have clips on YouTube. I also got fucking... I got lazy for about a year here. Like, the last year... Because it used to be like I'd go back through with the clips and, like, actually put some fucking window dressing on them. And then, like, in the last year, it sped up my workflow to just, like, cut the clip and then put the clip up. Yeah. And in the last, like, week or so, I'm like, I gotta spend a little more time and, like, fucking actually window dress the clips a little bit, which I went back to doing. Like, I made... In the last couple of days, a new intro outro for the YouTube clips, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm an editor. I should do this shit, but I'm also, you know, a one man operation. So it's just like, that's expedient and easy. And sometimes, yeah, you do what's expedient and easy, but it's not the right thing to fucking do. Right. Yeah. Well, it's a little tougher for for guys like us because we don't have like a um, a Jamie or you know a producer to fucking pump the shit out for us we have, we're, we're providing the content and we're doing the stuff behind the scenes you know yeah it's like whenever i get people who are like i want to start a podcast i'm like you sure you really want to do this do you really understand what goes into doing this like, yeah if you want to hire me to do it for you i'm happy to take your money yeah because i still do produce for other people but it's like mm-hmm. if you're looking to just do this so you do realize that you have to run your social media account. You have to book guests. You have to figure out what you want to talk about. You want to, you actually have to do the recording. Then you have mm-hmm. to do all the post-production work and you got to be consistent about it. Cause you're going to go fucking nowhere. If it's like, Oh, uh, an episode drops every couple of weeks or whatever. Oh, yeah. 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 What do you listen to any podcasts? So I hate to admit this, like, because in the last year, because I haven't been leaving my fucking apartment, my right. podcast consumption has gone so fucking far down. Uh huh. It used to be when I was like out in the world. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Listening, I was listening to Skanks, Rogan, Bert. Oh, I mean, I still have my fucking subscription list. I mean, a bunch of other smaller shows. Yeah. And it's just like my attention spans for shit these days. And pretty much, if I'm awake, if I am not doing something fun which is mm-hmm. rarely i am literally editing content like i yeah now well, you're busy uh, i mean well and i'm busy with stuff that like i can't just have a podcast running in the background to be to running edit your podcast now right yeah like today what i did today was i woke up 
I finished it for a client. I rendered a YouTube two YouTube videos. I set up this week's podcast. Like I rendered the audio through the plugins and rendered the video for this week's podcast. So I can the minute we wrap here, I'm gonna go edit that. So that's good to go for Thursday. Wow. Um I took a couple calls. I was like that that was my day today. Like there was no time for like, oh hey, I'm gonna go listen to skanks. And honestly, in all honesty, I need to get back to it because I feel like without hearing other people what other people are doing, right? I may be falling behind on the fucking curve. Like, no, you know, no one wants to fucking plagiarize anyone. Mm-hmm. But you definitely want to be inspired by people. Right, right. Yeah, and you want to kind of like stay in tune of what's happening out there too. I get that. But, well, the reason I was asking is because you brought up people that come up to you and they say they want to start a podcast. And I I get the same thing. I get people that will, throughout the years, I created lists of, like a list of things you need to do, you know, because I started mine back in 2013. And I had so many people hit me up over the years that I decided I'm going to create a list of equipment you need, what software, you know, web hosts, what, what kind of podcast hosts. It's just that everything you need for a podcast type of thing. But it's always funny to me how somebody will say they want to start podcasting and then they'll like it'll come up in conversation that they don't listen to any podcast. Have you ever listened to any at all? No, I just want to do one. It's like, how how does that work? That's like somebody saying, I I want to do stand-up comedy, but you've never listened to stand-up comedy. Like we get into this because we have a passion for it because we we listen to podcasts and we're like I want to do that too, but there's people that they've never listened to a podcast. Like you ask them, what podcast do you listen to? Oh none, I don't even know how to download. I'm like, so how would you be a good candidate to be a podcast host? I agree. Why would why would you why the fuck would you want to do this? Like, did you just hear the word and like that sounds like something I could do? I here's yeah. a great here's a great example. Here's a great example about like podcasting. I literally, though I'm behind on my regular listening, when I made my new intros and outros for the YouTube clips, I yeah. went and looked at like Rogan. I went and looked at um, your mom's house. I went and looked at a bunch of other podcasts and sent, like looked at what they were doing for their intros and outros on their clips. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not looking to steal their content, but I'm like, okay, this is obviously what's working for more successful people. I should at least yeah. like, do something that's mine. Yeah. yeah. And how are you going to do this at all if you've never heard a single fucking podcast? Right, right. Yeah. It's just somebody that wants to hear themselves talk, that's all. And, and, and it's like, no, nah, don't, what a waste of time. Don't even try to, <laughs> you know, you start podcasts, you don't listen to podcasts. <sighs> Usually when you get into something, it's because you have a passion for that art. You know, like a movie director. A movie director admires other movie directors. So they're like, I want to make my own movies. You know, that kind of thing. It's like an actor. Uh, and, and a comedian. I, I've met comics. I've met comics that don't, they, they don't really listen to any comedy. And they don't have, I'm like, and they're usually the worst fucking comics. You know, it's like, it's not even like, it's it's not even out of the open mic realm. They're just, they're stuck in that realm of open mic because, it's like you're not really a fan of the art. You just think you're a funny dude, and you just yeah. Like you, you've been told by a bunch of people, "Oh, you're funny. 
you should do comedy. Right. Yeah. What, yeah. So what made you originally want to start podcasting, like in 2013? What? Uh, I got invited by two different podcasts in Reno when I started comedy up in Reno. And I saw the kind of equipment they had, the mics, and how casual it was. Because I had heard Rogan and Joey Diaz and all them. And, and I'm like, this is very simple. I want to start my own podcast because I would always have conversations with friends like my friend uh, Sammy Solorio, who's also a comic now up in Reno, uh, my buddies Tony, all, all these friends. You, you know when you're in this conversation, you're like, God damn, why are we not recording this? I'm like, I need to start recording these conversations. So in 2000, uh, 2013, I, I, I did my research. I looked up YouTube videos. There, was, there wasn't a lot of information out there yet to do podcasts, but I... I learned how to upload and put on your, your thumbnail for iTunes, how to fucking upload it and send it to different places, you know, uh, Stitcher Radio back day, back in the day. And I, I said, I'm just going to record conversations about religion, UFOs, all the shit I like to talk about already. I'm like, fuck it. And that's what made me want to start it. And then eventually uh, I would mix it up with having guests and friends. And to me, uh, the funnest ones are always the the ones where uh, a guest is also like a friend because sometimes when you have a guest, like a very big comic, the last thing you want to do is start talking about inside stories. They don't want to hear your, that shit. You got to focus on the guest, right? Yeah. You focus on the guest. You, you have them talk. You ask questions. It's all about the guests, but to me, some of the funnest ones I do are like with my 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 close friends, or even a, a a guest that's not so close, but we could just go back and forth like this right now. Yeah, you and me, this is not like uh, this is just a conversation, and this is awesome. But um, I've had some guests where they're like, whenever they're not talking, they're looking at their phone, you know, that kind of thing. So <laughs> that's isn't that the worst? <laughs> that, well, that is the fucking worst, and. Honestly, that is what I love about the medium generally is the fact that mm-hmm. how many times can you have an actual conversation with someone where you're not both looking at your phones? Like, you know, you go right. out to the bar with your friends and these are your friends. People are looking at their phones. Podcasting, we get to actually inner fucking act mm-hmm. and we're not looking at our phones. Like, I picked up my phone once in this whole conversation, turn off my air conditioner so we don't have fucking noise on the mic. That's the only yeah. way. You know, I'm here. I'm engaged. You're here. You're engaged. Yeah. And that yeah. is fucking magical and it's something that is missing from modern society Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it is um it's so true because how many times have you been like even at the comedy store having a conversation with somebody and they're just keep looking down at their phone and it's like oh my god dude that's why um uh when we met at skank fest it was so cool just chilling with tebow jason tebow you know and other people just having fucking chain smoking and drinking and and nothing, there was none of that looking at your fucking phone. It was all fucking just natural conversations. Yeah. You know? And that's what life should be fucking about. But we mm-hmm. are fucking addicted to these fucking things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, and I, I'm guilty of it too. I am fucking like, I've definitely been out. Same here. Same here. With plenty of people. I'm like, look at my phone. But that's why I love the fucking medium. That is part of what I love about the fucking medium. And like, yeah. I will fucking, I don't know about you, but I will call guests if they're like, I'm like, really? 
Yeah, yeah, I've done it. <laughs> like I, I will tell people, like, yo, hey, make sure your phone's on silent before we start. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to fucking be interrupted by you fucking answering your fucking phone. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't have time to devote to actually do the show, don't agree to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That may, yeah. That may sound harsh, but that's just what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, and you, you kind of got to lay it out in the beginning, too, because, you know, some of my, I don't blame them. So, so a lot, there's some guests that you have uh, that don't also, they're not podcast listeners. So it's going to be a little harder to have a conversation because you got to kind of pull, you got to ask more questions because sometimes don't you hate it when you have those guests that they answer your question and there's no follow, there's no like meandering into it. There's no nothing. They just answer a yes and no. Yeah. Well, and my audience can definitely tell when those guests are on because those are the ones mm-hmm. where I'm telling a bunch of fucking stories. Yeah. Like, oh yes. Well, cool. Then I'm just going to go into some related story because I've had enough fucking life. Like if yeah. you want to just, yeah, me. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're you still, just carry the conversation. Yeah. I'll, I'll carry fucking water, but yeah. And generally I won't book those people back. Even if they're a big name, I've had episodes where like, I'm sure you have too, where it's like, Oh, that was a pretty big name. There was a lot of fucking downloads on it, but the conversation was fucking garbage. Cause they were just, yeah, it was a bad lay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I fucked the prom queen and she was a dead fish. Yeah. Um, also, how about when you have a guest on and the day of promotion, when it's time to promote, they do no fucking promotion. It's like, really? You're you're on the podcast. The whole point is that you're going to promote my show because you were on it because I'm promoting your shit. Right. So so why, what makes you think that uh, it's cool that I'm going to promote your shit on an hour-long, two-hour-long podcast? All my listeners are going to go and follow you now on your social media, but you don't have the decency to fucking share this episode. Yeah. Hit the retweet no button. People. One fucking button. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I literally had a pretty big, yeah, pretty big porn star on not too long ago who literally hit me up to do the show. Like came to me to do the show. Yeah. And when we were wrapping, I'm like, Oh, it's going to drop in like a couple weeks. I was just like, awesome, I'll promote. Zero. Zero promotion. Texts are like, hey, it's out. Zero promotion. I'm like, yeah. I don't care. I don't care who you are at this point. Like, yeah. You're not going to promote. I'm just not going to book you again. Yeah. Yeah. I've had comics um, go on the show, and the week the episode drops, they delete their Facebook because of some drama. I'm like, dude. Who gives a fuck about your drama, dude? You're on my podcast. You're supposed to be advertising this shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I've had uh well, Felipe Sparza was one of the biggest names I had on the podcast. Uh bef- shit, this is like back in a year after I started like 2014. And he was amazing, dude. The the listenership that I got through Felipe, this is before Felipe had his own podcast. He was on mine. He even says that He's brought it up before that I was one of the first podcasts he ever did. And yeah, it's like uh, there wasn't a lot of like Latino hosts out there yet. And it makes me so happy to see so many Latino uh, podcasts out there now. You know, it's it's amazing. And it's funny that I'm saying that right now because if it was a white person, it's so cool. 
you know, that there's more white podcast hosts. You know, that's not cool. But because I'm Latino, I could say that, right? (laughs) It's like such a double standard fucked up. (laughs) Is what it is. Is what it fucking is. I like, you know, it's just how it is. I was the first Mexican Jew, though. I'll tell you that. Boom. (laughs) First Mexican Jew podcast host. Comedian. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, when you're not in all three, definitely, definitely the first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But that's just. That and that's amazing. I mean, that, look like, at that Jew face behind me. Oh, uh, I've definitely made that face before. <laughs> For a listenership, I have a my background is um, my logo. It's just a picture of me, like I don't know, like a coming face, or I don't know. Like what he it is. just left the fucking stall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gay dude just walked in. Yep. I feel defeated. I feel like God's going to turn me gay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which comics, I think I asked you this before, but which comics have you had on your podcast before? Well, I've had, I've had Kreischer on, I've had Murray Valeriano, I've had Sam Tripoli on, I've had Hal Sparks on. Wow. Um, Tripoli's a amazing, uh, he's been on mine for probably like three or four times. Yeah. I've had Tripoli on once. Um, Richard Hunter's been on, you know, another Vegas comic. Oh, Richard Hunter. Yeah, I know him. He's like gothy, kind of like rocker. Like yeah, a rocker yeah, yeah. He's uh, Frank Mir's co-host for yeah. Boom Boom Fighting. He's a cool dude, man. Yeah. 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 Um, you had Burt Kreischer. That's pretty huge. That's big. I caught Burt at LA Podfest. I kind of ambushed him. Oh, yeah? Like, yo, Burt. Burt. Burt, 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 Burt. Like, I had him uh-huh. on. And the funny thing is, I have Burt's number. Like I, I'm gonna drag Bert a little bit on air right now, but I have Bert's number. He agreed that like he was gonna come do a full episode at some point, uh-huh. and it's been like four years. It has not happened. I this is stupid on my part, but it's it's hilarious to me. Yeah, you know, my rule of thumb on booking is like, I'll try to book you once. If you cancel, flake, whatever, I'll give you one more opportunity. Like if it's it's fair twice, that means you don't want to do the show. You're just being polite. Yeah. This is the way I look at it. Like, once, it could be a fucking emergency, whatever. Yeah. Um. So, I gave Birdies twice. I ran into the store. I talked to him. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm totally down. Like, nothing. And then I rolled home after, like, a night at the bar one night at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, drunk. Saw Bert was still tweeting. I fucking drunk dialed. Well, didn't drunk dial, but I drunk text Bert. Like, yo, Bert! Like, when do you want to come do the show? He's like, I'm up. Yeah, I'm down. And, obviously, it still never came together. But, yeah, I... Definitely drunk texted Bert Kreischer at like three o'clock in the morning to do my podcast is kind of lame on my part. Just a little, but eh. sometimes you got to shoot your shot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he committed though. He said he was going to do it. I mean, I still have the texts. I still have the fucking texts, but it it is what it is. Like at the end of the day, like I'm not like, I'm not mad at Bert about it. Like, Oh fuck you, Bert. You said you were going to like, whatever, man. Like, Dude's a touring comic with a family, has multiple of his own podcasts. If he was just being polite, he's just being polite. Sometimes, sometimes things will yeah, eventually come around and uh, they'll happen, you know? Like, when I met Brett Ernst, um, I mentioned I had a podcast, and he uh, automatically offered, which was so cool of him. Hey, man, I'll be down to do it. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. But time passed, things happened. And next thing you know, one day I ran into him at the parking lot at the Strat. 
He's like, how's the podcast going? I'm like, it's great. I, I'm, I'm booking guests now, mm-hmm. having them come over, you know, and being all, I told him how I'm cleaning these, I'm boiling these and, and water and being all sanitized and all that shit. He's like, dude, I'll be here for the next two weeks because I'm going to leave to go film Cobra Kai season four. I'm like, let's do it. Let's why, why wait? And then it happened. And so it's like, it's pretty cool when somebody commits and they actually, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, pull through. But it, it sometimes it just happens because things, you know, I'm sure Bert's a super busy guy. Oh, I, whatever, I'm like, I don't take that shit personal. Like every time yeah. I've ever ran into Bert, he's always been super cool. He's never been a dick. Like, yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not taking personal. I just think it's a funny story at this point that I fucking drunk text. Oh, it's great. Fucking three o'clock in the morning. But and yeah. it's also like with you and Brett, it's amazing when people are just like, oh yeah, no, I'm totally down. Uh, one of the biggest shows in my opinion, like my audience actually did not give a fuck for the most part, mm-hmm. judging by the numbers, but what was a big show for me was uh Daniel Cazares from Fear Factory. Mm. I don't know if you're familiar with them. No. They're a pretty big metal act. Like, oh, okay. It was a band I listened to in high school. Oh, okay. He was their guitarist, like founding guitarist. And I ran into him backstage at a show in LA and just happened to be wearing a Fear Factory shirt that night, which was hilarious. Because mm. I, at the bar and b- before I went backstage, just yeah. getting a drink and I hear, hey, man, nice shirt. And I turn around, it's Dino. I'm like, <sighs> hey, man, what's going on? Yeah. And, when I, I was on it on all axis, so when I got backstage, we were just bullshitting. He's like, got bullshit on social media. He's like, so when am I going to, you know, when are you going to invite me on the podcast? I'm like, oh, oh, uh, yes. <laughs> I'm like, I had Dino in my fucking apartment, like recording a fucking podcast. And it was just like, that's amazing. Like, I listened to your band in high school. You're in my apartment yeah. telling me tour, like salacious tour stories. It was amazing because he's married now. He's just like, honey, this is all before I met you. I love you. And then would go into yeah. fucking wild fucking tour stories. Yeah, that's dope. So for you, who's your number one get? Who'd you get that like was your number one? Uh, wh- one of them was uh, Felipe. I mean, it, it's crazy. Like um, the, the power of just not giving a fuck. What's the worst that could happen? People could say no. So I hit him up on social media and and to me that was huge brett ernst is another one i keep bringing him up but to me it was like god damn he's he's a comedy store fucking regular you know it, it's to me that was huge just recently especially to come back and having guests again for him to be one of the big ones to do the show that was great you know uh edwin san juan eventually it's crazy edwin san juan is a filipino comic uh, who was coming out with Felipe and Joey Diaz around the same time in the early 2000s. And I had heard of him before I did comedy, and I, I would love his comedy. I hit him up one time. He did LA Comedy Club. He was on episode eight. Episode eight, or before I even hit 10 episodes. He was in one of, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this thing, this product I'm putting out there has allowed me to meet certain people to come on my show and then I build relationships with him. He, he, he became my mentor and taught me so much about comedy. So that was huge for me. Um, another groundbreaking one was Michael wheels Parisi. He, he was uh, episode 20 or 21. He gave me the best, like amazing comedy advice. Anybody that 
wants to know about comedy. Uh, Michael Wheels opened for Dice. He's best friends with Andrew Dice Clay. And he opened for him for the last 30 years, him and Eleanor. Eleanor eventually came later, but. Eleanor's great. Yeah. Uh, That's another comedy store guy, Michael Wheels. So that was was pretty big for me as well. And of course, you know, uh, Tripoli has been on and he's been great. But yeah, I guess. I, I dragged it a little bit, but Felipe, he's he's one of my uh, favorite comics out there. You know, to this day, I, I love Felipe. I love his comedy. It's funny. Um, my style of comedy is not not even close to what I like to listen to. So, like, I love Seinfeld, which is observational, and then I like somebody less like Felipe with a, a one liner, and I do neither of those. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know that's fine that's well and good it's yeah. like you know metallica doesn't have to just listen to metal yeah yeah like you yeah. can respect other forms of your art and do something completely different mm-hmm. yeah there's nothing wrong with that yeah yeah right. yeah but that that's 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 pretty much uh some of but you know it's cool. It's like over the years, I've had really fun guests on the show. Really, really cool and fun guests. And uh, uh, my co-host, Ian Burford, uh, he's been with me since almost around the time when I started the podcast, not as a co-host, but just being a freaking, freaking uh, frequent guest. They eventually became my co-host. So whenever he's not available, I still bust one out with a guest or whatever, but he's always on there. So. Honestly, I feel like that's the right way to do it. As someone who's gone through two co-hosts, having someone yeah. who's like a regular guest turn into a co-host versus like, we're doing this together and then being like, this is not working yeah. out. No, no. it's Yeah, you, you can't just depend on that unless it was something you guys both started at the same time together, I guess. But, you know, the podcast is my baby. So, like, um, if my buddy can't make it, there's no hard feelings. You know, we're grownups. He's not gonna be like, "Oh, you did that without me." You know, he's a grownup. He's 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 not a child. He's cool. You know, he'll still share and promote the show and stuff like that. So that's I know what you mean though. Like sometimes, because I've gone through another co-host as well while Ian was there, and it was a little bit of a weird fallout. But um, yeah, it, it was one of those things where it's like, Ian, my buddy Ian was always there still, no matter what, he was always there. You know, and that's fucking awesome. Yeah, it, it's yeah. one of these things like doing this is like being in a fucking marriage. I mean, I don't know. I've never actually been married, but I'm assuming it's like a marriage. I, yeah, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, and it's a marriage that may not be fruitful at all. Like as we were talking about earlier, it is a slog and a grind to be even remotely successful at podcasting. And both of us have been at this for a long fucking time by podcasting standards. And neither one of us make our sole income on this, sh- on this shit. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's one thing that woke me up just recently. I'm like, why the fuck am I barely thinking about getting sponsors? Barely. Like, I should have been doing this a long time ago, you know, getting sponsors. But sometimes when you do stuff um, just for the love of the art of doing it, uh, you don't even think about that sometimes, especially if I have a day job, I have income. So... But I need to get more on that mentality of like, no, this is a hustle too. Just like I'm gaining money when I do comedy, something I love doing. This this has to be another 
uh, avenue for that. 100%. And even if the, it's just that hustle eventually, like where the podcast is selling tickets for when you start going on the road, that's still a fucking benefit and a hustle for you. Like, right. I know plenty of comics that are like using their demographics to be like, oh, I should be trying to book a show in this city because I have a lot of downloads there. Yeah. So for someone who's actually a comic, it has even more benefits than my fucking loudmouth ass because I'm not touring shit. No, I get it, but but like, yeah, it's like a, a comic could see where the downloads are coming from and go do shows there, and it's like, yeah, you're gonna pull in, you're gonna put some asses in seats. Yeah, like you could tell a club owner, be like, yo, I get this many downloads on average in your market. Put me up. Right. Yeah. And that's happened. That's happened. That's helped a lot too when doing shows, because people are listening to a podcast or people are following me on, on social media. Um, they'll go to shows that I've never met before, but they listen to the podcast and it's like, they'll 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 say stuff that I say about other people. Like I feel like I know you because I listen to your podcast all the time. You're in my ear, you know. I I say the same thing about other podcast uh, makers, you know, broadcasters that. I'm like, I feel like I know this person. They have no idea who the fuck I am, but I know them. It's like, they've said that to me before. Like, you're always like, I'm listening to you at work, man. And I listen to old episodes and it's like, oh, that's cool. You know, it's never gotten creepy. Not yet. Not yet. Give it time. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. You'll, you'll get there. You'll get no, no. no, it's an amazing thing. It's absolutely an amazing yeah. thing to be like, you get connections. And that's another part of the medium. Like, at least for me, I definitely overshare on this fucking show. Like, you know, I, I've talked about getting chlamydia. Like, I've talked about having unprotected sex with people. Like, I've talked about a bunch of, like, shit that you generally don't have in polite conversations with people. And I'm yeah. fucking just putting it out on the internet. Mm -hmm. And that's a yeah. beautiful part of the fucking media. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah, that's... You're married. That's you gotta be a little more careful. A little. I gotta, I gotta be careful, man. I could just talk about... Uh, before my marriage, my jerk-off stories. <laughs> <laughs> i'm a prude i i've never really uh you know like and i'm fine with that i'm, I'm like super happy you know i've been married 15 years and uh i came from a very hardcore religious background that like you know i would jerk off and cry and ask jesus to forgive me you know <laughs> man you must have needed a gatorade after jerking off losing fucking tears and cum you're just losing all your fluids dude all the fluids were gone man i needed to fucking re uh, rehydrate and shit. <laughs> fucking, you know, you come back from break, your eyes are all red, you just fucking like look pale. Like, was the most times you ever jerked off? I mean, in modern life or like ever, ever? I would say first, let's go with ever, ever, and then. Oh, dude, like ever. back in high school, like probably four or five times, maybe seven times in a day. Like, it, oh. there were definitely times where I like jerked off so much, it like, oh, it hurts to touch my dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I've been around 16, 17. Wow, man. I'm putting up rookie yeah. numbers here, man. Like, yeah. You're like six, seven. Yeah. Bitch. Yeah. Bitch. <laughs> bitch. I remember. I <laughs> bitch. Seven. Fuck it out of here with that seven. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I, I looked at you. I was like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> you bitch made motherfucker. Seven. That's, that's what you're bragging about. You're bragging yeah. about the fucking bronze medal, Matt. Look at you bragging. Yeah. There's that fucking meme where like 
you know, you got the guy in the, the bottle and the fucking biting the metal like <laughs> seven and Freddie's just like way up the podium like Oh yeah. Sixteen's on av on average, man. Seven yeah. bitch. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> so I gotta go now because I'm just apparently like don't have enough testosterone and I'm shamed. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good podcast uh 16 yeah yeah but i i it you gotta pay the price though i mean you can't just do 16 and not pay a price yeah so you gotta you get the whole fucking um irritation where it's like ah shit now i can't jerk off for 17 days you know <laughs> because your skin is you fucked up your skin dude you know that kind of thing so so you're like yeah. 17 on or 16 on 17 off 16 yeah. on it's like intermittent fasting. <laughs> so, yeah, just, you know, constant, man. Just constant. Yeah. I'm just constantly getting the poison out. Not, yeah, yeah. Not, not, not your marathon fucking coming. And like by the 16th pop, like are you just like dust? It's just like a breeze. Of, there's no no liquid yeah, coming out at well, that point. This is this is even before I had poison come out. Like I, when when I discovered jerking, I I discovered I lost my. I haven't said this on too many podcasts, but I lost my virginity to an orange. I fucked an orange. Okay, that was a, like, yeah, I didn't know how to jerk off. I just one day, like, my mom had one of those, um, you know, those things you put in an orange, you squeeze the insides out so you could squeeze the juice out. Yeah, a juicer, like, yeah, yeah. So one day I saw that, and you know, just me being a fucking horny teenager, I put my, I grabbed the orange and I was grabbing it from the kitchen counter, moving. My finger went in it, and I'm like, "Oh!" I, f- I was like, "Oh, this feels..." Hmm. I looked around. No one's watching. Put my dick in it, <laughs> and then friction, just like fucking, just friction, just start going at it. You know, pulp friction, and uh, eventually, I fucking felt this amazing ecstasy feeling. I was like. I didn't know what fucking coming was. I was like, holy shit. I got to do this again. And I think I did it like 10 more times after that with an orange. I, I only knew how to fuck an orange, dude, for like the first maybe month. I'm, and just, then, uh, I'm just wondering like how you managed to not get like citric acid or orange juice in your fucking urethra. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It was... There were very sweet oranges. I don't know. Mandarins. You're just dumb lucky because that would have fucking traumatized you for life like fuck fuck, fuck. that's true oh! yeah 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 dude i remember and then I, I remember i would fucking grab the orange and i would fucking rip it up like like just i would just destroy it you know and just throw it in the trash and spread it around the trash so but it was like all of a sudden there was like a, i was going through a lot of oranges my mom's like probably thinking i'm oh i need to buy more he's he's liking the oranges he's being a good boy Getting his vitamin C, you know. <laughs> and then the first time I saw the poison come out, bro, I was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" It was like a little drop. I'm like, "Oh, yeah, that's crazy." But yeah, I went through a lot of like, I was, I was, uh, I was one of those kids, man. Just yeah, yeah. See, this is why like, relig- being really religious is bad. Like, your yeah, parents, you your can't parents, be sheltering your kids, man. Fuck no! Like they're gonna do shit like this. Well, they're they're gonna find out on their own because they're gonna have these fucking urges, and like they won't be comfortable enough to fucking talk to you about it. Like what's going on? Yeah, it's yeah. no good. It's 
no fucking good. Yeah, worse than getting acid in my urethra. How how bad would it have been if I, my mom would have walked in on me while I'm fucking an orange, dude? That would have been pretty traumatizing. It probably would have been. I'm sure yeah. she would have eventually gotten over it. I'm not me. I've never <laughs> been caught. But if I would have, that would have been bad. You've never been caught. No one's ever walked in on you, ever. Other than that gay guy in the stall, no. But he didn't really know what I was doing. I was just walking with my dick out. You know? <laughs> yeah, I've never been caught. You've been caught? Oh, I mean, I've definitely, like, definitely had someone, like, walk in on me, like, fucking humping a pillow, like, as a kid. Oh, okay. Like, not, yeah. you know, full dick out in my hand, but it's still, like, someone walked in, like, yeah. me, you know. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Humping a pillow. Humping a pillow. Like, yeah. Oh, sorry. I used to put the orange in between. Like, I would grab um. I got creative, bro. I, I was like putting it in between a pillow and the couch pillow. <laughs> and I, I was like, fucking the couch, dude. <laughs> I was just telling you, dude. I need to create a joke. Pulp friction. That'd be great. You do. Something you like do. that. Like, um, I've never really done it on stage, but something something's got to come out of that because a lot of the shit i do is just stories anyway so no no you definitely definitely should tell that story on stage because that's definitely a bit no one can fucking steal true yeah that's true that is yeah. that this is, is before a, the flashlight dude all right that was the 90s it was like 97 96 yeah sex yeah. toys in those days just some blow-up doll or some shit yeah I didn't know what a sex toy was. I was I'm telling you, I was so sure. I didn't know how to jerk off. It wasn't I didn't know until I think the next year in school, I went in as a freshman in high school and somebody mentioned about they did a hand movement jerking off and I was like, What what do you mean? With your hand? Yeah, you do with your hand. Oh. Okay. Then I tried it. I'm like, then that's when I said goodbye to oranges. <laughs> All yeah. of a sudden, you got fucking, uh, <laughs> fucking orange. on a new love. Uh, all of a sudden, Freddie's got scurvy because he's fucking no oranges no more. <laughs> My vitamin C intake is really low now. It's like I start getting sick. Maybe that's you, why I haven't gotten sick this year. You, uh-huh. you gone back to fucking oranges? Does the wife know about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all the vitamins, vitamin C I took over the years. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, but yeah, you gotta definitely tell that story on stage. Yeah, I couldn't. I for for the longest time, like I said, I didn't know what a sex toy was, but I would see an orange, and I was like, I could fuck that orange. You, you ever later in life see an orange and just get a random erection? Like, oh shit, this is not the right place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the orange section at the store. Just have a boner. You just pick an orange up to like see how fucking. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's a good one. Oh fuck, fuck. Um, <laughs> shit. <laughs> There's a Mexican dude selling oranges on the side of the street, and I stop by just to squeeze him. Like, ah, no bueno. Oh, no bueno. No bueno. Um, yeah. <laughs> just have a sack of oranges stored in the closet. Yeah. Uh, wife's going to visit her mom. Got some oranges. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 so, okay, so I've never, and I guess I gotta, I gotta wrap up soon, but I, I gotta tell you this story. Um, when we moved to Vegas, I moved out here about a month and a half before my wife did. And 
you know, me being a good husband, faithful, I didn't, I never said, oh, I'm going to go check out a strip club, you know, and, you know, I'm, this is me giving myself a pet talk. Like I'm, I'm a good husband. And, but one day I went into, um, uh, a porn, porn shop, uh, uh, and, uh, it was around the time when Rogan was advertising the flashlight quite a bit. So I went in there looking for a flashlight and I went and bought me one. So I was banging the flashlight while my wife was in Reno, you know, just taking care of business, you know, doing my own thing. But I forgot about it. I threw it in the trunk in the little black bag you get from the porn shop. I just forgot about it, dude. Didn't think anything of it. Finally, my wife moves to Vegas. I found a place for us to live. And I'm happy. I got a new job out here. She's enjoying Vegas, our new chapter in our life. Well, one day she cleans the car and she finds the fucking flashlight in the bag all hot. You know, it's Vegas. It's like melting and shit, all mangled. And she took pictures of it. She brought it out of the car, put it on the kitchen counter and took pictures of it and sent it to me asking like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what the fuck is this? It's in a, there's a case that looks like a flashlight. She, she had never heard of this shit. <laughs> and I, oh, that was the most embarrassing. Like I've never been caught in the process, like in, in the act, but that was so embarrassing, bro. I was like, I felt like disappearing. Just, oh man. Oh yeah. It was I gotta fun. know whose flashlight was it? It was this black porn star. Uh, Mr. Stone? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty sure she's... Because there's only a few black porn stars that have the, have their own flashlights on. Let me let me look her up because I, I if if I see her, I'll tell you. I'll tell you who it was. She says Misty Stone? That'd be my guess. This shit's going to be in my search history. <laughs> yeah, that's her. Ding, ding, yeah, ding, ding. ding. Yeah. Uh, I'm wow, a professional sir. Guess. I'm a professional Yeah, that was sir. great. I work in this industry. Yeah, that's great, dude. Good <laughs> fucking job. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. That's good, dude. Holy <gasps> shit. Now I, I got to put this in my archive. <laughs> <laughs> Misty Stone. Hell yeah. Uh, that's she, a great name. Great porn name. You oh, know she, her? Yeah, she's nice. Yeah. Yeah, let her know that she she got me in trouble, man. Oh no, don't well, worry. I got, I'll make I got clip, myself in trouble. I'll make a clip out of this and I'll tag her. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy, dude. <gasps> that was one of the questions too. She's like, "Why is it African American?" <laughs> that was one of the questions. I was like so embarrassed, dude. I was like so embarrassed because here I am, fucking a fucking plastic container, you know. But hey, it was Missy Stone. Not bad. Yeah, yeah, and. At the end of the day, like you didn't go get a pro, you didn't go outside of your marriage. Your wife should be happy yeah. about that shit. Yeah, that's why I told her. I'm like, be happy, girl. I'm faithful. <laughs> right? I got needs, but I'm faithful. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we laugh it off. We laugh it off. And how long after did it take to get to laughing it off, though? Okay, so uh, my my wife has a great attitude. She as soon as I walked in the door, like she was mad at me all day. And I walked in, I just couldn't contain my laughter because immediately I thought this is going to this is going to be something I talk about on stage. And eventually I did. I'll send you the clip. I'll send you the clip. of. Uh, I don't do this joke anymore. But um, as soon as I walked in, I was just like, 
I couldn't contain it. She looks at me and she starts laughing. The fucking flashlight is still on the kitchen counter. I'm like, you couldn't throw it away. You had to leave it there. Like literally mangled and melted on the fucking. It was literally, it looked like it was melted, dude. <laughs> like a jellyfish. <laughs> How dare you do that to Misty Stone's vagina? How yeah. dare you, sir? Yeah. Not was, right. Not right. I should have been, I should have been more, uh, yeah, I should have taken care of uh, Misty Stone's plastic vagina. <laughs> right? You should treat it with care and respect. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I did I did that story uh, on stage at the South Point, and this lady that was friends with somebody from Fleshlight, uh, she asked me for the clip. She said, my friend works at Fleshlight, and I think he could uh, send you some Fleshlights because this is hilarious, and she, and she they actually sent me like a bunch of fleshlights. I gave them to all my friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that should be a fucking sponsor for the podcast. Fleshlight. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, I honestly should be looking at, into doing that. Uh, yeah. On the episode that is out, like right now, the me and the guest did a whole bit about fleshlights. So mm. probably yeah. should you know I probably should be a little more be like, hey, fleshlights. Please, yeah, please, yeah. This would be a good uh, clip to send them to. Maybe they'll send you some stuff. They sent me a box full of them, dude, and it was like the the quick shot, the little ones, a bunch of fucking um, lotions or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was it was uh, pretty embarrassing, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least your wife was cool about it. like you know. There's you definitely hear horror stories about like you know wives leaving people over shit like that. Yeah, yeah, you hear stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. Or like, oh my god, I can't believe you're watching porn. That's cheating on me. Yeah, exactly. Very ancient, uh, very old-fashioned thinking. Yep, yep, yeah, bro. Well, man, um, I, I I don't want to be the guy saying all this wrap up. I just, I got. Oh, no, uh, you said you were going to do an hour, and it's been over too. So I, I think you're good to go. <laughs> I mean. You're like, oh, we're going to do an hour, right? Like, yeah, we'll do an hour. That's how I am, too, with the guests. I'm like, yeah, we'll do 30 to 45 minutes, next thing you know. Oh, no, I tell people two hours, and then sometimes it goes longer. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, I appreciate you having me on, man. Thank of you. Of course. Freddie, before you run, where can they find you? Where can they find your podcast? All the things. Where can they find your amazing clips? Tell the people where they can fucking find you, man. Yeah, man. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. You could uh, follow my uh my, my what's the handle f-r-e-d-r-e-k-e-r fred wrecker freddie korea on all social media you you, you might find um selena's backup singer freddie korea because apparently we have the same name a lot of my traction on <laughs> i've had is uh people thinking i'm selena's backup singer so i use it to my advantage whatever <laughs> oh i mean i would too shit I should have a better stage name. It was the same as someone else who's already famous. Fuck. <laughs> but um, yeah, thanks for the invite podcast. You can find it on, on anywhere you find podcasts pretty much. But uh, follow me, hit me up, tag me, and let me know you, you heard me on here. And uh, maybe if I get sponsored by Fleshlight, I'll send you a Fleshlight. Who knows? Nice. Nice. <laughs> Only if you send me Misty Stones. Like Misty Stone, yeah. Is she still doing her thing? Last I checked, but who knows after 2020 how who's doing what anymore. Oh, um, also, check out Matt Slayer on my podcast on episode 188. 
Yeah. A couple fucking years ago. I was yeah. being a shitbag on his podcast. And, you know, I occasionally do other people's podcasts. It's fun. Yeah. Episode 188. You were on my podcast, so you could check that out. Just just type in Matt Slayer. Thanks for the invite. It'll pop up. Yeah. Actually, if you just Google me, it pops up pretty near to the top. Thank you again, Freddie. And as always. Oh yeah, man. You can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook, twitch.tv slash Matt F and Slayer. You can find the podcast at And Now We Drink on Twitter, and Now We Drink underscore on Instagram. And until next week, drink up, motherfuckers. (laughs) 